The goal of the Salumas podcast is simple. Take a candid, objective, and often comedic approach to the human condition. In keeping with this, the use of expletives, crude humor, and references to harsh realities are commonplace. If you find any of this to be offensive, please throw your listening device in the trash. If not, enjoy the show. We are back for another episode of the Salumas Podcast. This is Kalu. This is Chris. And uh, this is this episode has been a long time coming. Uh, uh, go ahead and introduce yourself. And well, we've come for a long time. There. So yes. Uh, yes. I don't know. Did you like that intro, Chris, that he had? Kind of like the sound of it, the pentameter. Was are you off. really I, fucking with me? Right I don't now? know. I it, it sounded like as smooth as molasses. Okay. Thank you, baby. All right, all right. He's making his little checkered shirt on today yeah, right? too. You Barack look, Obama collection. Yeah, I feel like he was culling hens today <laughs> before he come. <laughs> well, in. that's it. You look very wide over there. Hey, look you know? at these boots though. Yeah. too. The caucasity of those shoes. I know. They're beautiful, though. They're fly, though. Well, Thank you know, you. we're excited. Uh, this is uh, Jorge. I'm Jorge from yep. Local Yours. Uh, we, uh, Where's Matt? Matt? Matt's oh, got the bubble guts. He's got the bubble guts. He had chili cheese fries last night. Peeing so. out of his butt. Yeah. It's nice because uh, within the format of Local Yours, it doesn't, go, it doesn't lend itself to uh, extensive uh, you know, research of the human psyche the way y'all do. We're yeah. just like a... We're the uh, lifestyle section sure. of the newspaper. So. You know, the the funny thing, I wish we can say that we did a lot of research. <laughs> like, I, I, I used to. I used first. to think about that. I'm like, do these motherfuckers just sit there and like. No. Well, there's no. something wrong with both of us. Yeah. It also makes us good at remembering certain just random shit. Mm-hmm. And we will, even if we're not exactly on the head, when, when we had Brandon here consistently, Brandon could fact check in the middle yeah. of the fucking podcast. Oh, see, yeah. It's, it's, and people don't realize how. At the same time, it sounds incredibly easy, but if you want to have a podcast that sounds professional, it's nice and good, it's like a full-time job, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And and, and it really is something you, you only afford your, into your life if you have the passion to do it. Sure, you know? sure. Well, and, and I think, and, and I tell Kalu, Kalu knows that I'm notoriously difficult to get a hold of, but the entire time that we're not in correspondence, I'm still thinking, like, the wheels are turning about ideas for the podcast. That's just, mm-hmm. that's just my method. Whereas Kalu... Needs to reach and bounce the idea oh, off, I'm and the, then when that's he, me, Kalu. Yeah, yeah, when he hears yeah. the idea come back or the feedback off of it, that's when things start clicking for yep. him. Yeah. So the the title for this episode, I'm thinking about calling it "Once Upon a Time," and the reason Great. for that is <laughs> the reason for that is that uh, it's it's sort of letting everyone know the importance of owning your story and understanding Ooh. your story, so that it can hopefully help drive you. Towards something, you know, towards a goal or whatever that you'd like to accomplish. So we wanted to have you guys on uh, so we can hear your story and then sort of talk about ours. And then eventually I want us to get to a point where we can show that our stories lead to creating a platform, lead to us finding our voice. And uh, your voice is actually the most important thing that you could ever have, podcast or no podcast. And uh I think that using our voice in this podcast has been something that's been extremely helpful in just my life personally and uh, helps me get a lot of shit through in my head and whatnot. I, I feel like the same thing could apply for Chris, maybe not, but I would imagine the same thing also happens for you guys in your podcast. And so that's kind of the the gist of today's episode. Uh, I've never so, thought of adding another podcast onto ours, you know, so. Have you, have um, you ever heard, yeah. have y'all listened to any like, like those dual releases podcasts? 
like dual release. Okay, or two so in a week, what do you what do you, what is the podcast you guys would consume normally? I listen to zero podcast. You listen yeah. to zero podcast. Cool. I listen to it depends. I listen to NPR, uh, any of their different ones. I like to listen to. Um, Carrie Gross is my spirit animal. Oh uh, yeah, I like to listen to uh, uh, diff- various cybersecurity ones. Okay. Okay. Um, <laughs> Uh, I like to try and think. Of course, I'll sometimes listen to some sports ones. You know, if like there's undisputed or something like that, or there's something like fancy football, like because I play in like big money leagues and yeah. stuff like oh, that. Yeah, and of so, he does. yeah, so I try to, <laughs> I try to make I'm sure on the that penny I can, ads. <laughs> no, I try to make sure I can win some cash. And so, yeah, yeah. Uh, it depends on what I'm doing. I do a lot of driving for my for my. See, job, yeah, so, okay, so yeah. you you've heard. It. Chris, and really honestly, like uh, we were talking about the dynamics before we started recording yeah. of the roles that, that we play in, in his podcast. Because it's neat. We, uh, y'all are the only other podcast that we really know, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so, Kalu does more of like the technical stuff. And I'm like, Matt does some technical stuff, but in terms of like the publication and the publication process, Kalu, you have heard examples of podcasts doing like, you know, like exactly you said, I'm just going to take the audio and, and, and release it like with the locally horse bumper. Yeah. And like our info and shit. Mm-hmm. But it's exciting, you know, because yeah. we, we've never had a, an ability to bounce ideas off other sure. people. Sure. You know? you know, when we sort of try to come up with our content, I wish that I can tell you that there was some kind of, yeah, plan, but there yeah, really same. isn't. <laughs> well, it, it, it is honestly, and, and not to be all corn doggy on my bullshit, but it, it, you can't not get a little bit uh, sentimental or look at things in these like cliche terms. But our creative process a lot of times comes out of like pain and misfortune. Yeah, like when we're in a dark place in our lives, and again, I, overall, I think Kalu and I are pretty fucking jovial individuals. But if we encounter some kind of like existential crisis or whatever that spurns the questions that then facilitate a greater discussion that we bring to this shit and then it allows us to come on here and unpack everything and i swear to fuck we feel better by the end of it yeah yeah the thing is that like like what cree actually was talking to your mic a little bit cree was cree was the uh, kind of catalyst for me being able to articulate that the same idea behind i literally like if i don't create something every day i will die yeah. right because that time that i spend creating will be spent doing something destructive because my nature is entropy so i'm going to destroy right mm-hmm. i walk around with a gas can and matches all the time yeah so if i don't create i die mm-hmm. uh so being creative even if it's like something just like the podcast right mm-hmm. uh and then like you know going further and further and even clue you know like i had that little project that i thought about for for us as, yeah. a, as a community as a recording community in bowling green and and so if i don't do that I'll, I'll die, right? Yeah. So it is for my mental health. I have to have the podcast, or sure. I have to be doing something that gets whatever that energy is that was put inside of me at the creation of of a man out. Yeah. So it's it's incredibly important. I agree. So talk about your story, man. What what got uh, you no. where you are? <laughs> <laughs> it's like absolutely not. Uh, what I want to know is like, uh, how much. Like, how proud are you of yourself when you see the first beginning of the Salumas to now? How many episodes in are you guys? Uh, well, not every recording is an actual episode. So I have, I have like different charcuterie episodes. Yeah, I like have sausage different... making. So like, yeah. you know, we, <laughs> yeah, you know, we got like numerically, we counted back yeah. from 1,000. I'm, like, yeah. I'm like, these motherfuckers, they, they like made yeah. me agree with me like, all right, we'll quit after a thousand episodes. <laughs> yeah, probably. No, 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 no I'm not going to quit after a thousand, but that's a, that's a goal. So I set a high goal and I was like, I'm going to yeah. start from a thousand and work my way down. But 
I, I realized or we realized like not every single thing that we that we put out is like an actual Sunday episode. So yeah. those numeric ones are usually set for, you know, uh, literally every Sunday, 3 p.m. That's what we do, yeah. you know. But the stuff in between, it, it those are like as we feel it, we decide to put something up. And this so as far as our 74th is that what it is, numeric 74? episode. Prolific. Yeah, so 74, 74th numeric episode, but there are and other episodes. Who's that white guy uh, played for the Orioles? I, all of them? Isn't that, <laughs> I don't know no. baseball. If you ask me football, I'd be like, yeah. Uh, Ripken. Oh, Cal oh, Ripken. Ripken. Yeah, they yeah. are the Brett Favre of the Bowling Green podcasting oh, community. Oh, God, right. No. Clue's just a slut. He puts out real hard when it comes to like <laughs> ideas and all kinds yeah. of shit. And I'm along for the ride a lot of times, but... Uh, you know, you said that if you don't create, you're going to fucking destroy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Kalu is the same way, but he's implosive. He's uh-huh. not explosive. Like, I think whenever he doesn't create, it turns inward, and the darkness turns inward on Kalu mm-hmm. more so than anything. So, uh, you're a uh, Nigerian? Yes. Uh, wh- how did y'all get here? Because, you know, my family, my dad's from Columbia. Sure. Uh, so, the Big Ten. you don't sound black. Huh? Let me show you my dick. My, yeah. The uh, the Big Ten, they did a... Uh, the Big Ten. Yeah, they did like a thing. So they would set up like sister schools in, in different countries. You're talking about the, the conference? Yeah, yes. Because like Ohio State, Michigan, couple like IU, different places. Yeah. They were like, all right, well, let's set up programs with different schools. And so in the one that my parents were in, it was Michigan State. And so... Coach Barnes, um, baby. Hell Yes. And so my parents were able to go here, you know, come to East Lansing, Michigan, and that's where I was born. And so we uh, went from there, and then my dad moved from, or we moved from uh, East Lansing, Michigan, to Bloomington, where my dad did his doctorate. My sister went to IU. Yep, dad did his doctorate at IU, and then from there, we wound up here in Bowling Green. Uh, Some days I would be like, why'd you choose here? Because he got an offer at Berkeley in California. But uh, when he went out it's there, disgusting, bro. Exactly. When he went out there, he was like, "There's like crackheads on the street. Like this isn't a place for me to raise my kids." And so he chose to be the only uh, black people in all of Kentucky. And uh, <laughs> so, yeah, that's actually, facts. No, no, big we were, facts. No, we uh, chose Bowling Glasgow, Green. Man. Yeah, no, You'd Glasgow. Right. Yeah, no, Glasgow is good. Um, but uh, it was a very Bowling Green in '92 was ve- or not, whenever we got here was very different than it is yeah. now. Thank and God. So uh, yeah. And so us moving here was was a real it was a real change, man. How and old so, were you when you got here? Seven, I think. But so we, I mean, like you're, you're oh, we still went. He to was Michigan. already taller than either of us. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Was, put together. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but we still, you know, went back, you know, to East Lansing and stuff like that. And but okay, so you were born here or in Africa? Huh? No, I was born in East Lansing, Michigan. Oh, okay. My parents were pregnant with my older sister when they were in Nigeria, and then they had her. When they moved there, Shelly, she has the spirit of Africa. Uh, dog. <laughs> you got the spirit of East Lansing. No, no, I got the spirit of Nigeria. The spirit right. of East Lansing. No, that's <laughs> why you ate that hut salad the other week. Yeah, yeah right. right. Yeah, me up right. bad. You gotta fight those uh, demons, baby. For real, for real. The but darkness yeah. inside. Yeah. But yeah, I, I for real, I do want to know your story. Like, well, what, what got you to to where I, you see, are right like, now? I, you know, this is something that you know. I promised Matt I would be I would be temperate about. What? I, just because, like, I, I have a very dirty story. I, I used to be a goon for yeah. a, a long time. Yeah. Uh, I'm a reformed goon. Yeah. And uh, and it's not pretty. Sure. Um, and I'm not fully convinced, right, that it is a good idea. Yeah. Because there have been many times when, like, 
okay, so the dichotomy between understanding what truth is, which is either revealing everything in totality or being, you know, guarded about what you reveal because it's not always your responsibility to inform everyone about yeah, the, yeah, the yeah, past. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's that balance, but that's the, the gray area. Mm -hmm. Your decision between what is the truth and what is a lie. Yeah. And so, you know, if you're not, especially in the business that we're in or the business I want to be in, which is, you know, courting people in the community to come onto a show. Yeah. You need to know about the degeneracy. You yeah. know what I'm saying? There's some degenerate shit. Trust me. Yeah. And, and it would just scare people off. You know, the, for my mindset on that is that I'm not, when we try to talk to people or have them jump on our podcast, I'm not selling you my story. Yeah. I'm not selling any of that. Like, I'm authentic. I've owned my shit. You yeah. know, Chris has owned his shit. And like the idea of this Illumist is, and you've you've read it at least, is that everyone loves sausage, but no one wants to see it get made. Except for everyone, Muslims. <laughs> that's fucked up. But everyone wants we to see chicken sausage. Yeah, yeah. Okay. But they, you know, they see they see Facts. your podcast, or they see your Instagram, or they see all this other stuff. No one wants to see exactly what got you there. So we make a, I mean, our thing is that we put ourselves through the grinder and we uncover harsh truths about ourselves, or we'll talk about harsh truths of just society in general, you know, or we may just, we're, we're not afraid to be wrong or to be crucified or over some shit, because what is lacking in this society right now is that is the tr is is authenticity, okay. not the truth, just authenticity. But let me ask you a question. Mm -hmm. You have to understand that. All human beings are different, right? And the yeah. ability to, to to sit with the cold hard truth, yeah, and not destroy yourself, yep, is 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 the balance you have to find with each man, yeah. each man themselves, right? Mm -hmm. So if I know what my tendencies are, which is compulsion and um, continued, like like I will say something and I will think about it for a week. Yeah, I sent a text earlier today that I will not forget for twenty days. Yeah, and I'll be like, man, I should have said that. Like, fuck, you know, like. I wish there was like that way to like send a text and then lasso it right back, you know? <laughs> but I mean, like I, sometimes if I sit in the truth too long, it's a bad place. Really? Right? So it's just a good, good thing to just, just do something else. Just keep going. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know how I feel about that or not. <laughs> I'm just like, so, I don't know. I just sort of put it out. So you tend to like, you take those things and you obsess over them to the point where it becomes destructive, destructive oh, towards you. Oh, yeah, for sure. I yeah. mean like, I, okay. So I, I, I will, uh, allude to this mm -hmm. I have not had longer than two years of complete abstention from uh, like a mood or mind altering substance since I was 16 years old sure from the time I was 18 it has been intravenously yeah. right and and when you ask for the substance it's not important right yeah. because uh, for me it's the application mm -hmm. it's not um, necessarily the result yeah uh, that scares people right yeah I, I, and, and I don't know if I believe the disease model, right? If it is a disease or if it's not, um, I'm not a scientist. They seem to think it is, mm -hmm. right? Um, there are times when I've had decisions and I've not, and I've made the wrong ones and there are times when I had no choice, right? Mm. Like it was just something like my body did. Yeah. Uh, so I'm half and half with that. Sure. Well, um, how is all, how is all of that brought you to where you are now with your podcast? That's the thing is like, it, 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 it just, I don't know because, yeah, the energy and the time that I've spent, you know, like doing whatever, like being destructive. Mm. I mean, other people have done things like graduate school, get a job, you know, like I've never been even close to having kids. 
I've never even been close to being married. Yeah. Uh, so it's a thing I wish I didn't have to deal with. So for this whole time, it's basically kept me from having a meaningful relationship with another human being that lasts longer than a year. So do, do you think that you either deliberately or subconsciously try to insulate motherfuckers that you might care about yeah. from that oh, shit? Sure. I so love Matt, him away? right? Yeah. I care about him deeply. So I don't want his... The excitement in the future that we have with locally yours to be poisoned by me getting on a podcast and being like, yo, check this dude shit out, motherfucker. You know? Huh. It's not something that I want to expose him to, so we need to like somehow keep it tidy enough that eh, white people still come on the show. You know what <laughs> yeah. I'm saying? Dude, so I, I think that people... I would imagine that... And, and I've heard some of your episodes like... I would imagine that people jump on and they're authentic and then they're themselves. Do, do you do you feel like? Yeah, but we had fucking Patty Minter on there, right? I love yeah. that woman uh, because she believes in what I believe in for like a society. Yeah, I don't want her to like have to deal with uh, some fucking asshole in uh, Frankfurt finding some podcast episode she was on and you holding it against a, her a because I fucking you know raped a fucking child or something. Some some cra- I, I just don't want bad stuff to to happen to other people because yeah. of their association with me. Yeah. So it sounds very, fucking terrible. By the way, you didn't rape a child. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, she was she was much older. <laughs> oh God, damn I'm kidding. It, dude. I'm there. That's wow. You see what I mean? Like, like when you let me loose, I'm gonna say inappropriate shit. You know? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I love to make fun of Jewish people and black people, and you know, I'm 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 a minority. You yeah, know? and it's it's just fun, you know. Yeah. But uh, in, in in truth, it's it's important to me that I don't hurt Patty. Yeah. You know, she was sweet enough to come on the show. Let's you know. Yeah, that type of thing. So, do you do you? I know that fixating on your demons yeah. is a fucking destructive thing, but do you take measures to address and like purge yourself of those demons? So there's like um, never a time that. Let me say this the right way. The reason why I well, talking to the mic. There we go. The, the reason why I use this substance is because I like what it does to my body. Right. Oh. I like the feeling that my body has. Yeah. When it's applied to it. Sure. It's like a biological reaction. Mm-hmm. If I could do it and recover and be fine one day a week, I would be lying to you if I said I didn't want to do that. Yeah. Right? Because I like it. Yeah. You've kissed God. Jesus has hugged you. It's the most sweet, beautiful thing you've ever experienced, but you can never experience it again. You can never know about it. You can never talk about it, and you can never see it. Hmm. So you know it's there, and and that's a hard thing to to balance in life. You know? You've seen perfection, and can't go back hmm. so 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 why locally yours uh honestly uh y'all had the uh yeah uh to uh to do a podcast when nobody knew who y'all were yeah. no, nobody cared hmm. right it's a slow process to build most people bail you yeah. know before like a, a a following was you know gotten together do y'all know uh the podcast talk nerdy to me yeah yeah they're local too mm-hmm and, like, when I was first starting out, I would, like, text Chris or message him on Facebook, and he got kind of helped me out, gave me a lot, a lot of direction. But he said, you know, I've given a lot of people advice, and a lot of people quit after five episodes. Yeah. And that's what we told people yeah. overwhelmingly. Yeah. It's like, there's a lot that goes into it, and it's you that goes into it. Yeah. Like, you yeah. have to 100% pour oh, yourself yeah. into what oh, you're yeah. fucking doing. On top of that, like, you had to... I think that our... For us, we... We and I'm doing my air quotes, like took off in a sense, like not took off by anyone else's metric, but our own when we stopped caring about other people. Like it was, it's the most freeing feeling. And, and like, as you tell me the stuff that you're telling me, I was like, God, I I, like, 
it makes me feel a little sad because I'm like, God damn, like how much higher or oh, yeah. like, like if you just didn't care, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. and I get it. I totally get it. Like leave as little destruction in your wake as possible. Yeah. That's something do no we, harm. yeah, do no harm. That's what we preach all the time. But like to be able to feel completely free, I'll tell you when we first started our, um, when we first started the podcast, I, I remember I still drive where I was. Uh, when I called Chris that day and I was on the, I was, I was on, I was going to uh, this place called fountain run, Kentucky. And I was, I was literally rounding this curve and I was like, I called Chris and I was like, what do you think about this podcast? And, you know, trying to start something up and we just start bouncing ideas and I'm sitting there. And by the time we're done off the phone, I've been sitting in my customer's parking lot for like 35 minutes. Good good display of, of business. Yeah, yeah. I mean, because at that time. Yeah, and like, I'm sitting in my fucking cubicle like yeah. at the computer chilling. Just talking nothing to nothing mattered. And we're just like, just going in. Like, how are we going to do something and like this And it didn't even there? start out as a podcast. It didn't. It absolutely didn't. Because I, I knew that like, okay, so Calvin Wiley was our second guest. Yeah. If I was gay, <laughs> er, then I am. Uh, I would fuck Calvin. <laughs> I'm, I'm he's, like, a, he's a beautiful man. He, he's like, like okay, yeah. those Instagram stories, I, 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 I tell everybody I come across, just want to know, uh, you want cool Instagram stories? Follow Calvin. Yeah. Motherfucker's a pilot going to different yeah. places, yeah. and he's a dirty fucking liberal at heart, yeah. you know? <laughs> he's a fucking dirtbag yeah. leftist, and it's just like, you can't, you can't help but love a guy. No, man, he's, like he's a good dude. But no. he told me that he was on y'all's show, yeah. like maybe like the 10th episode in. Well, we shout, we shout, did we have him on for it? Oh, we made sausage at his restaurant. Oh, yeah, 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 that's what it was. Yeah, Yeah. and so he had said, he was like really, uh, when, if you listen to the interview, it's terrible, right? Uh, It's our second interview. (laughs) I think um was the one thing that was said more than anything else, but Calvin was very, not Calvin, Mm -hmm. you know, he was very temperate, and you know, he was just very uh, judged about what he's, and he was afraid that he mispronounced y'all's podcast name. He made oh, me go back and like find it and make sure that I that yep. said this one strategy. No, when we uh, again going through the the whole process of of starting up and whatnot, it was we we sort of followed this thing about like what makes a podcast a podcast, right? And it there were all these different things in there, and then it took time for us to be like podcast is whatever you make it. Like you think that having equipment and shit right here in front of us means makes your podcast. It doesn't because we record episodes. I'll just take my phone out and just use the sound recorder and set it on a table and we'll just start talking. Wait, do you have Apple or, or Android? Oh, uh, Apple. I'm not poor. Oh, yo. So, uh, iTunes. <laughs> I, I, I like the, 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 the iPhone. No, the, no yeah, the, yeah. the mic is incredible. Yeah, it's good. You really can c- catch some good audio. With it. Yeah, no, it's and so I'll set it down. And we'll just we'll just talk, you know. And it's it's the equipment doesn't make the podcast. No, the doesn't. name doesn't make the podcast. It's the content. I wish I had known that when I started. I got a whole RSS feed, got a whole fucking website. You know, yeah. you can go on. Oh, we still Facebook. have yeah, we still have the the website and everything like that. But like, it just it just doesn't it doesn't that doesn't make your podcast. And so that was the big thing for us was that we were just like let's let's focus on authenticity yeah let's focus on putting ourselves through the grinder because like i said earlier society doesn't do enough of that we're all scared of doing that and no one like yeah. no one's gonna cancel me like i cancel myself well, i it, just decide it, not to and we've really really spoken at length like across episodes about people being afraid of fucking failing yeah, oh, yeah. But and that, this is such a stifling goddamn thing if you're afraid to fail you don't attempt yeah. and then you're allowed the out of well if i had tried then i could have fucking done it 
we're not we have hinged all of this on being willing to be incorrect. Yes. Okay, with with well this. intention. This with well intentions. What do you think it does to a man to fail over and over and over, right? It destroys them, right? I cannot tell you how many times I was so on board with 100% sobriety. A, a million times. I, I tell you, every fucking fiber in my body, down to the goddamn uh, toenails that I clipped the week before, yeah, felt, all right, this is the time. And to fail that many times. Th- this is why it's been such a huge foundational shift in my life that I've, I've discovered contingency management, right? Mm-hmm. I am going to fail. It's mm-hmm. going to happen. Yeah. Yeah, that's a you, normal. You that's that, a normal you need to thing. Build that into to your psyche. Yeah. Uh, I don't want to almost say like reward yourself with like a, a weekend of degeneracy. Yeah. Right? Like you okay, hey, you, you, you haven't done it for sixty days. Go get fucking wild. But yeah. at the same time, that's what I mean. Sure. You know what I'm saying? Like set realistic goals. Yeah, and right? I think I think failure is part of the the process. But when you're talking sobriety or anything like that, if like any, I don't know if you've heard our our episode on that uh, where we had uh, Tommy and Angelica. Like, straight up, you probably just haven't <laughs> fallen far enough. That's uh, all it is. Th- but this is the thing. You're talking to a man who has who has populated 12-step meetings yeah. half of his life. Yeah. More than half of his life. I literally know every saying. Yeah. I, I have a philosophical mind. I've literally thought about all of them. Right? Do you want to know what uh, the efficacy rate is for 12-step programs for five years of sobriety? What is it? 7%. Yeah, 7%. Uh, talk therapy yeah. is, is 7%. Doing nothing is 8%. Yeah. Right? I still, I still. It doesn't think, mean though, shit if you're just looking at it from a from a clinician's point of view. If I'm just looking at numbers, fucking yeah. But that, that's why. That's why I said like, and I and I am not going to put too much commentary on something that I don't yeah, yeah. understand. I've always been on the outside in dealing with it, but like the one pattern or the one thing that I've seen with everyone who has sort of come out of it is they fall in hard. Oh, but and like, often but and, and often. If you think that, like, just because I look cool as fuck, you know, I got big ass muscles, <laughs> like, dude, I, I've been homeless. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Many times. Mm-hmm. I've lost everything multiple times. But you what's, what's your, what's your you, lowest low? If, if, if you can imagine a low, I've been there. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? The thing is, that's how I know I'm so powerful, right? Sure. Like, there's nothing anybody could do to me that I haven't done to myself. Yeah. Right? And, and so it's the come up for you that's where you get your power. Not not the not it's it's the process of coming up. Unfortunately, there's I think there's so much dissociation in in, in my psyche mm-hmm. that I'm just now this past year really like coming out of wow okay you had this twelve step programs basically teach you you know abstention is the only way mm. right which I agree with in certain cases you know? sure but then when I would like live this life and I would be around people who were struggling with the same things and over and over you see all this failure, right? Mm. It's just like, there has to be a better way. There yeah. has to be a practical way to, 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 to approach this where it doesn't destroy the human spirit and you still see uh, viable results that you can measure, right? What's your, what is success to you then? 5149. 51, right? that's success to you? Of course. Okay. You know what I'm saying? There then has to be more light than dark. You've succeeded there. Yeah, of course. But that's the thing is you try to uh, raise the percentage. Yeah. Is the decisions I'm making today going to raise it or is it going to lower it? You know what do I'm you, saying? Do you feel like you're battling everyone else's measure of what success of, is? Of course, for sure. You know, yeah. uh, let, let me give you a little background. My dad's a physician. Mm-hmm. My mom is a lawyer. Uh-huh. Right? Uh, coming from, you understand, the immigrant story. Uh, so, so we would classify Kalu's family in Nigeria as what? The... Uh, what is it called when you have like a, a class of society that's the... Uh, oh, like in, a case system you know, kind the, of that thing? goes to the universities. It's like the uh, clergy's for like 
the church. Oh, like the proletariat. Yeah, like like the the intelligentsia, if you will. Yeah, yeah. Like uh, the, the clues of the class of the intelligentsia of Nigeria. Right, his family, uh, professors, you know, professional degrees, you know, and and so my dad and his family is the same way, but in Colombia, right? Mm-hmm. So everybody's done something. Yeah, everyone. I promise you, I've checked. <laughs> you like, and so yeah. Yeah. If, if, if you're asking if there's that voice in my head that says, look, motherfucker, look at what you haven't done. Yeah. You know, of course. Uh, so is this, is locally yours your way of achieving how? that? But how? You know what I'm saying? Like, it's not, I I even just reduce it sometimes to, it's a hobby. Right. Yeah. But, I mean, the cool thing is, is like, slowly it's, you know, inching up and, you know, the limit is what I put on it. I mm-hmm. understand that. But also, you know, it's good to be practical. Yeah. You know, I have a trade now. You know, for sure. a long time, I thought like, "Oh my God, if I if I if I actually like admit to my family that I I'm a welder, right? Mm-hmm. I've failed." But I mean, motherfuckers, just get just do something, right? So I don't want to weld forever, you know. Yeah. So that's what you know, locally yours is. Yeah, it's the attempt to get out of uh, it's the attempt to get paid for my passion. Hmm. You know, when uh, so that's that's your ultimate measure of success is when you are when getting you, money. Yeah, yeah. If I'm able to get uh, uh, money for doing something I want to do. Yeah. So going to work, that's that's success. Wow. What is it for you, Chris? Because Chris and I obviously have different objectives what is, wait, for why we... Has his, have you had a hat on? He doesn't have a hat on. I, 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 I had sunglasses on my head. Oh, okay. So yeah, oh. You have a very aggressive haircut, sir. Oh, <laughs> likewise, pimpin'. Yeah, we over here with I, the, the, like, the Spartan like, shit. I'm like, yeah. you're going to beat me up. No, I couldn't. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, my measure of success is... And I was even thinking about this the other day is just peace, man. Yeah. Like peace because I am not high strung. I'm not. I have a fair amount of animalistic drive and have to reroute in whatever fucking direction that may be. But I'm just not a high strung kind of cat. I'm self-motivated. I don't need too much in the way of like somebody else to acknowledge the shit. So I, I get satisfaction with tinkering with my own little nonsense, mad scientists like hunting mushrooms or breeding Siamese fighting fish, or you are know, you actually going fucking the fish or the fish fuck each other? Hey, you know, shit gets crazy. <laughs> you gotta, you gotta, you know, hey, shit gets crazy. I need you in to be. I need you to be specific. <laughs> but leaves the question mark. Any any number of my little eccentric endeavors, they give me satisfaction, and it's it, it has nothing to do with anybody outside of myself. So it's like plenty of good food. Mm. Uh, personal utility, simplicity, and being able to challenge myself on my terms. Yeah. And again, there's always going to be things that come at you that are not on your terms, and that's to be expected. So if I have just this homeostatic picture that I've just painted for you all... SAT word there. Hey, <laughs> and I think if I have relative homeostasis when it comes to that... And it sounds like a simple formula, but it's a hard thing to achieve. Yeah. Then it makes me much more resilient when it comes to dealing with external catastrophes and things yeah. like that. Because that's a fundamental fact that we all have to deal with. You know, yeah. loved ones are going to die. Mm-hmm. We're going to die. Yep. You, so you, you got to make <clears throat> certain arrangements for, for catastrophe to happen. So you yeah. can't say, you know, happiness. Happiness couldn't exist without fucking sadness. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like the con- I mean I, context or what do we call it? Yeah. Contrast, yeah, it, man. Dude, it's, and, and I think the term two sides of the same coin gets overused, but 
You know, Never it's, heard that one. It's it, life. Life is goddamn. You got to get kind of umami with life. But what does too, that mean? Two sides of the same coin. Because I was only being somewhat facetious. Uh, what I've never really. The same coin being that happiness and sadness reside within the same kind of oh, psychological okay. wheelhouse. Okay. okay I see. And without. Without one, the other is yeah. meaningless. Yeah. It's it's like heat and cold. There, there's not necessarily any a, a such thing as cold. There's just absence, absence of heat. Of heat. No. <laughs> I mean that's I mean that's what it is. You know what I'm saying? Like hey, every wanna, everything is this dog? yeah, but everything is energy. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. And where, where where's that? The heat? first law of therm- thermodynamics. Energy can neither be created or destroyed. It can yeah. only be transferred from one state to another. Yeah. And so, like you know, there was one episode. It wasn't an episode. I called it a. It was a charcuterie episode so those are when i do little short three minute things i'm sitting down something's on my mind uh a couple maybe about two months ago someone very pro like prominent or just well known in bowling green died and it was it was a terrible death how she went out right but i was sitting there at night and i was just like i the episode i was talking about how were you talking about uh yeah. yeah, the mom who was on yeah. the highway. Yeah, and, and so and the guy, the, the lady yes. was driving the opposite way. Well, I don't know what happened, but what I was talking about in there was that, like, I wish that I knew that person because one of the biggest things for me is legacy, and the fact that people are you know showering the, the internet with stories and all this kind of stuff. I was like, that's crazy, and so I call that episode a beautiful birth, right? And so I was talking about with energy. You know, it, like it, like the law states that it can neither be created nor destroyed. It just gets transferred from one state to another. And what I called her, and I'm doing my air quotes, death was just another birth. It was being transformed yeah. from one space to another. So now she lives through these stories and she lives through the feelings or maybe the things that she had said to people. You know what I mean? And so it's like there is that feels that makes more sense in my head and in my heart to be able to like I can I can see that stuff and and at that point i stopped mourning and i was yeah. like i was fucking ex- i was happy i was like this person is everywhere and so for me to sort of transition into uh what this is for me it's legacy is i want to be able to look back and see and listen to the different times where i've transition to to really document my growth right so one other thing is my wife she's a hospice nurse and so one of the things that I would imagine she deals with, and she was just telling me about this, is that like, you know, sometimes if there's a, someone sitting with their loved one, there's that time of reflection because you're there. Everyone's typically there to die, right? Yeah. And it's like, I wish that I'd done more. Did there? Did I do something wrong? Did I do something different? And so I, everyone's going to you know, play back those moments in their life and start to wonder. And so I said. I want to have something like that, and I want to be able to reference different points in my life. Where was I when I was thinking this or when I said this thing? Yeah. And so also for me, I want I want someone to make something better than the Salumas. I want I hope that I don't care if no one listens it's to my shit. Happened. <laughs> well, I, yeah. I don't I don't care if like no one if if, if I only get a hundred plays or something like that. No, all, I will take a hundred plays, bitch. No, well, all you it takes though, all it takes though <laughs> is. Is one person, if if anything that I said affects one person's life, talks them off the ledge, t- inspires them to go do something greater, or at least just gets them thinking, like maybe I'm not this way, then I've done my job. Well, then let me contra- like contrast the the moral depth of mm-hmm. Kalu versus Jorge. 
I wanted to hang out with cool people and yeah. I wanted to be cool mm-hmm. and I want people to think I'm cool because it makes me feel cool. Yeah. That's probably why I started Local Yours. Sure. I'm more shallow. I yeah. appreciate that kind of candor. Yeah, I do and, appreciate and I, that and, candor. And, and he and I were even talking about something similar that like our objective with this is not entirely some selfless shit. Yeah. It is like you were saying hopefully paying dividends on something yeah. that we enjoy doing financially anyway. and uh, socially mm-hmm. a- absolutely yeah. because a lot of what we're doing it comes from the same place that like my professional satisfaction comes from like and as the, a social worker you definitely get paid I, 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 <laughs> I, I, dude i i do and it, it's rewarding in a lot yeah. of ways it's exhausting and it's traumatizing and i don't get paid a lot financially but the reward that i i receive the peace of mind that I receive knowing that I pay forward more yeah. than I take. The karmic bank account is balanced. Hey, yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, I I, I go home and I've... Kalu talk, talks about putting your stamp on the day. Very rarely do I go home and don't feel like that I put my stamp on a day. So I have to go and motivate myself if I'm going to go to Powerhouse or if I'm going to go down and, and get kicked in the face and... You know, choked out a couple of times. Like mm-hmm. I, that's where I have to motivate myself. Do you, do you have you ever come when they've choked you? <laughs> I don't know. I woke up. You can admit it to us. I woke we're up all, and all I was here. I was icky sticky when I woke like, up. What, what I happened? I don't know. You know, <laughs> right, I don't. Sorry, I don't sorry. know if you. Well, I don't know if this is something that you do, but one of the things that I do is, like I was saying, that I'll go back and listen to something, and if if I know that there's Ooh. an episode where. I don't think I've like, listened to a whole episode of Locally Yours yet. Really? No. Yeah. Well, I, like to, I, I don't listen to ours. Either. I like I'll, to I'll do the editing because, and that's it. Well, I treat I treat these like almost like an encyclopedia, and so I can go through and I'll find something that's going on with my head, and yeah. I'll be like, okay, maybe I can use it. So, just to give an example, and again, our thing is that we put everything through the sauce through the meat grinder, including yeah. ourselves. Yeah, I love the meat grinder. It, well, you know, last week or the probably yeah, so like Wednesday, Thursday. <laughs> My wife and I were fighting bad, dude. Like, it's her fault, dude. It's her <laughs> no, fault. We were, I, we were just, I mean, we were getting into it. Yeah. And so I I remember I set, it was maybe the episode where I was talking about taking the gloves off. Ooh. Do you remember that? Mm-hmm. And so um, one of the things that I was saying in that episode is that they were, they were, for a while they were trying in, in MMA or in UFC to pass a thing to remove the gloves when people fight. Because when you punch someone, when you, when you have, and you guys are both fighting and stuff like that, when you wrap your gloves up, your body hits exponentially harder yeah. because you have way less regard of your yeah, bone. Yeah, but the gloves aren't for the other person. The gloves are for your hands. I know. It's to protect you your hands. Your exactly. Hands. Yeah. But because because you have the glove on, you have less regard for it because you know that it's protected. Yeah. And you could, in theory, hit a lot harder. Yeah. So I was saying that in arguments, if you take <clears throat> you those gloves. you get a glo- boxer's fracture. There you go. And or they if, suck. And if so, while saying that in arguments, if you take the gloves off, you'll have more regard for the damage that you do, especially oh, if it's someone yeah. that you care for. That's a good for. point. Yeah. You have more regard for the damage that I you do. I see where, where you're going with Yeah. That. So you don't want it. So I was yeah. like, man, and I was thinking about stuff and I was like, I shouldn't have said that. Like, I should have worded that better because when I damage. Mm-hmm. My wife, like I'm damaging myself, you know, and yeah. well, oh, yeah. if we get it's pissed, you're gonna have to clean up later on on yeah. the bottom end. You paying, you yeah, paying the absolutely. troll toll on the bottom end, exactly. And when when two people that really care about each other that really want to solve a problem, when they both get angry, motherfuckers just start throwing haymakers. You and know what you, I'm saying? And, and you react off of each I other. Statements go out yeah. the fucking window. It's you, you make me do you. You always do this yeah. shit. So, so I mean, the first the first thing I said, and also under realizing too that like. Maybe the communication style that I have 
with normal stuff does not apply to this person. Yeah. So like it, 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 I can it normally does. go and talk to someone, yeah. but sometimes I might get too fired up, you know, because if I react off something that you say, like it's over with, like, it's like kill mode, you know? So it's like, it came down to us like writing each other, you know, like this is what's up, you know? And by doing that and writing it down, it's like, I'm sorry that I did this. This is why, you know what I'm saying? So taking that gloves off, but it took me going back and referencing an episode and being yeah. like, okay, this is what I was thinking. This is what was in that state of mind. Apply that to your life. And so that's kind of my thing for, you know, for why we make the episodes or, you know, that's what, I, when I try to re-listen to stuff, it's for me to try and make myself better. I bet your uh, cabinets are really organized. Your, uh, your no, his house is some regular ass, like, yeah. like suburban semi-messy shit. Yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah. I like going over Kalu's house because yeah, I'm man. like, he is actually a human being and not an android. Okay. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Okay. I, I, yeah, it's legit. But, uh, you know, you, you talk about like the internal shit and like not sitting and fixating on the internal shit because it's proven non-productive. All it does is just get toxic and yeah what about get like, toxic motherfucker it, was, it, 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 it eats away at yeah. you uh what about external shit like what like things that you my plea for hedonism or, or <laughs> like like interpersonal relationships like friendships uh any kind of romantic so endeavors I will, I will things like this. that how do you uh, regulate that i just well I'm a, i mean i'm a slut i mean realistically mm-hmm. uh i have uh you know uh used in the past um the attention from women to anchor a sense of worth right mm. um but i've just gotten to the point in my life and i'm 33 now jesus age um that, my sister told me that i just turned 33 in august i was like yeah, oh bro, is that when he died that show some respect for the high one bro <laughs> god uh anyway uh jesus you know but uh I'm just now got to the point in my life where I accept the fact that no matter what, I cannot get engaged in a relationship with a woman that is like romantic and emotional without saying I'm a long-term chronic, uh, drug, drug abuser, Mm -hmm. IV intravenously. Right. Mm -hmm. Uh, it's too much of a shock when they find out Mm -hmm. for it to last or, or for it to survive that kind of information. Yeah. If you're not upfront about it, write it at the front and say, look, this is something that I deal with. It's a condition. It's a disease. Uh, it's something we can deal with. Not a big deal. Uh, they, they, they freak out. They yeah. always have. And they always leave, which, is the, which they should. I mean, yeah. they have a right to if, if you're not completely honest at the beginning. Yeah. But uh, we were talking about those text messages like you having to write. Yeah. Like, <laughs> last night, dude, I wrote out the text message to yeah. her. And I'm like, nah, don't send it to It's a really bad idea. Just set the phone down. Yeah. And I sent it to her. Yeah. You know, I, I threw the gasoline on it. And it was my most recent romantic endeavor, you know, that although I was alluded to the idea that there might be a history of substance abuse in the past, I would I, I wasn't super, super honest about it. And and she couldn't handle it. Yeah. It fucked her up. And it fucked me up because I was ready to to marry this girl. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Man. So she I'll give you this detail. I won't go any further because I like to protect people's privacy. I have a favorite brand, right? <laughs> the name is Mandolin Orange. Uh, I'm a bluegrass picker, a flat picker, 20 mm-hmm. years, right? Um, they're like a bluegrass man, like a pro- progressive bluegrass man. It's a duo. And I had tickets to go see them that I bought uh, in Nashville. I actually went and saw them at the Ryman. Mm-hmm. Well, they played at the Bluegrass Hall of Fame last night. This motherfucker <laughs> took a picture with yeah. her new man. Yeah. At that fucking concert. My favorite <laughs> venue. My yeah. favorite band. I'm like, 
Oh, don't don't say anything, bro. Yeah. Don't say, don't text her. Of course, I texted. Her. You might like our episode. Yeah. Love what rhymes yeah. with hideous car wreck. It'll make it'll make you laugh. <laughs> yeah, it's like why why think. would I do that? Like why would I just? I mean, that's as much as I want to say like that's what she was trying to do. She might not, she might not give a fuck. You know, yeah. she might like mandolin orange. You know, mm-hmm. but you know. Yeah, regulating that, that that speaking to somebody, it's like, would you rather be happy or would you rather be right? And it's like, yeah. motherfucker, this time I won't be right. Tell me, I want you to tell me more about the the need or the desire to be around, like to be around cool people yeah. and how that makes you feel good. And that's yeah. sort of the the and cause. What does cool mean? Yeah, that's what I was going to okay, go so into for like something like um like like music, right? Yeah. Uh, locally, yours cares a lot about musicians. We care a lot about music. We have a new series called The Living Room. Uh, go check it out. It's at the Living Room BG. Yeah, um, that was a good idea. We, yeah, have like a, we have another. We have a tab on the website, local yours BG. Uh, we have some cool acts coming up. We're really excited about, it. and and it's like uh, we had. A, a, I really respect Darius Karate. Uh, I love Lost River Sessions. So, you know, we had him on the show, and that was like the the that was success for local yours for me. I'm like, sure. oh, well, this is it. This is this was my. Literally, I wrote a, a list of dream guests. Yeah, we've gotten every single one. Yeah, you know what I'm saying, but. Uh, if a if a human being, uh, like for music, what I think is cool is I don't I don't care what style it is, right? Mm-hmm. I don't care like what the actual music sounds like. Was it uh, produced with original thought, right? Mm-hmm. Like if if it's on the radio, go go fuck yourself, right? Yeah. Everybody knows Paola existed in the past, and if you think it doesn't exist in some form now, you're fucking crazy. Yeah. Right. So if you listen to the radio, you're a robot. That's just what I think is like the measure of being cool, right? If you seek out something on your own, like musically. I will respect it no matter what, right? If there's like some originality to it, it's cool. Yeah. Uh, with art, you know, visual art, you know, if it's original, you're cool. You know what I'm saying? Like, they're just the basic definition. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like Hobby Lobby versus Casey Page. Yeah. 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 Hobby Lobby's way better. Absolutely. Casey. Fuck Casey. Yeah. Well, truthfully, uh, for no me, shot putting ass, yeah. bitch. <laughs> like, for I, me, it's like. He said no he, shot putting ass. Yeah, he's a monster actually. But yeah, uh, I remember Casey, him. Yeah, yeah no, that's one of my Casey's not a lot for locally yours. Really, yeah. We really love him. Yeah, that's uh, one of my, my question cats. though is why does that matter? Uh, th- th- this is my question. And I, I will uh, bounce it Socratically back to you. Uh, why does a legacy matter? Right? You know what okay. I'm saying? Okay, no, no, no. Because it's, uh, I can define that, yeah. In, 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 in actuality, if I think therefore I am, as Voltaire says, right? Mm-hmm. Consciousness is the uh, epitome of existing, right? Yeah. At least when I'm here, right, I get to experience it. Yeah. Legacy is like, okay, whatever. And I get yeah. that it's for other people, but that is my whole thing of my plea for hedonism. So right? my for legacy where I come from is that I want to be the I want to be part of the catalyst that makes this world somehow better in one way, shape, but or realistically, form. Realistically, Kalu, can we can we just talk about the fact of how insignificant we are? Right. That, and that's that's the and big. If you thing, really though, look at the value that you could assign to somebody in like being a catalyst, I mean, realistically, if we measure like what effect it has, like this, the energy output it puts into the universe, yeah, negligible, barely uh, noticeable, yeah, right. Uh, if you're looking at it in a macro way, mm-hmm. if I'm looking at it like a micro way, yes, or macro, what, what's the other macro? Come on, scientists, tell me, it's <laughs> macro and micro. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. Macro is big. Yes, yeah. yeah. Even in the macro sense, not yeah. shit. Yeah, nothing. Yeah. We no, are nothing. And, and, but that's that's another point that we've we've touched on mm-hmm. is that the paradox with us even being fucking self aware is that yeah. reality and meaning is the acceptance that we are simultaneously fucking nothing and everything yeah. at the same time. No, exactly nothing. And if you focus so much, for me at least, if I focus so much on the fact that I'm nothing. 
I lose the motivation to do anything. Yeah. Well, I mean, so, it helps me though. It yeah. helps me operate the yeah. way that I operate to yeah. know that I ain't shit. And so that's why he question. and I have different mindsets on it. How would you? How, what is your preferred method for burial? For burial? Yeah. It says a lot about a human being, about a person. I I have no preference on it. I have I I know my culture, what we do. <laughs> It's, well, it's, it's the culture in Africa. I mean, <laughs> no, I mean, it's I mean, Lansing. That's, it's it's gonna be. I mean, there's that part for me is not really that big a thing. Okay. So because I think I believe wholeheartedly that I'm just this this body doesn't mean and, anything. And ladies, let me just tell you, it's a fucking body. Thank it you. Is. Okay, the man. Is I'd, a, I'd fuck. He's a unit. I'd fuck. Yeah, but this body doesn't mean anything. But it's the the things and and the fact that stories. That's how I, we take pride in the fact that I have seven names from seven different generations. Like being, uh, being, tell him, uh, tell him, say it, Kalo Akomakalo, Jaco Oma Akobo Akom. So for me, <laughs> like, and especially being being black in America, there, there is you're not, entire, you're, you're not, you're not a red bone. You're uh, not, you, you, no, you're, no. you're not a high black, sir. No, no, you are African black. There are, there is an entire group of people that don't know where they come from. Yeah. And so I am fortunate to know exactly where I come from. I know every bit of where I come from. And so that stuff is, that's what we were born with. That's what's important to us. And so for, for me, and now that we have, my family has moved from Nigeria to America. Nigeria is the most populous country in Africa, right? Yes. And so my goal is to build something Greatest here. Greatest GDP as well, correct? Uh, it should be. In Africa. <laughs> Youngest population in Africa as well. They Big have the fashion highest. fashion scene. Huh? Yeah. Yep. Yep. Fashion a lot of the... princes that have a lot of money they need to move. They do. <laughs> yeah, they, they be hollering yeah, the yeah. nonstop. So much. Yeah. Like, if you have a Hotmail or <laughs> yeah. Yahoo. A Hotmail. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They yeah. ain't called. They want their inbox <laughs> yeah, back. Yeah, for real. But yeah. Uh, uh, that stuff is extremely important. And so my strategy for being able to Okay, uh, I have to build that up before I forget this. Yeah. Okay, so we were talking about uh, contrast, right? Mm -hmm. So, uh, what about people like, okay, uh, if you're black in America and you succeed, it's a lot bigger of a deal than if you're just some fucking dude, just a middleman that stays a middleman, right? At least as a black person, you have this this contrast of like what I can become, like Black Panther, like a dope ass movie that's super inspirational. What about a dude that's fucking normal? What's, what's normal though? But that's the thing is. You can, we can apply certain metrics to discover the most normal person. Like, uh, but part like of the problem is that you even money. said there's a black guy and there's a normal guy. Yeah. Like, there's this systematic thing. Well, I mean, thing realistically, of... African Americans are only 10% of the U.S. population. Think about their 18. presence in media. I was going to say 18. it's a little bit higher. Think yeah. about their presence in media, mm -hmm. right? It's like, what, 70% of all songs right now are like probably based off of some type of urban inspired mm -hmm. uh, method, right? Robert Plant, or not Robert Plant, uh, Robert Hooker, mm -hmm. you know, basically like invent, or uh, which Bo, Bo, Bo Diddley inventing rock and roll really is yeah. black guy. Yeah. Well, I mean, and, and, and this, you, this is kind of peripherally related to what you were talking about, but the last episode that we had Dr. Dial, and mm -hmm. I tried to articulate Dr. that joke Dye. by uh, hey girl. Uh, Bill Burr, who's, mm -hmm. who's married to a black woman. And Bill Burr's were, married to a black woman? Yes, yeah. he is. And he was sitting there watching a documentary on Elvis. And obviously there's yeah. some contentious elements to a documentary oh, yeah. on fucking Elvis. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. and, He's uh, a piece of shit. He, he, he got together with like a, what, a 14-year-old? Yeah, she was 14. Why don't we, why did nobody say anything about they, that? Huge exactly. piece of shit. Yeah. They're also fucking bored. piece of shit. But uh, the... <clears throat> The joke, you know, Bill Burr's a motherfucking comedian, and beyond that, like he is a instigator of a comedian. Yeah, he my said, kind of guy. Says something about, um, uh, you know, his wife mentioned something about blues, mm -hmm. or you know, where music came from, and then if effectively that got appropriated by 
white people. Yeah, thank and, God. <laughs> yeah, and he was like, he was like, he brought up the fact that white people invented the airplane, which pissed her, which pissed her the fuck off, obviously. Yeah. And he goes, he goes, no, 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 no. I absolutely believe that given the same opportunities, time, and resources that black people would have been able to have come up with airplanes themselves, completely independent mm -hmm. of anything else. However, I believe the music would have suffered. <laughs> and and that's that's the thing is that everybody has their place. Right. Yeah. And, and, and yeah. well that's like the thing that. is that the struggle, whatever whatever stamp you want to put on the struggle. That's what gives the meaning, that little novel meaning to whatever it is. Now, a guy that grows up in a white dude from East Lansing, Michigan, mm -hmm. that's had a hard way going up, somehow transcends working, you know, coming up from a family. Becoming a social worker. Yeah. Fucking came from a social work family to, yeah. to work on Wall Street. Yeah. yeah. But the, the rags to riches thing is less meaningful, even yeah. though there is a lot of work involved with yeah. it. It's because there's these extra elements. It's mm -hmm. not because one has more merit it's because one has more potential impediment. do i think impediment uh, i will ever be able to generate financially what my father's generated no do i believe that no and is that why it's not gonna happen probably mm -hmm. right uh you know and, and if we're looking at it strictly like in, in in that regard like financially sure you know there's no way i mean mm -hmm. i i'm not gonna be a doctor i don't want to be a doctor yeah. you know what i'm saying um I do want to examine your private parts, but that's as medical as I get, you know? Yeah. <laughs> um, so if my success gauge is financial, I'm fucked, you know? There's literally, I mean, there's something I could do, I guess, because at some point I, I believe that, you know, like I, I believe I believe what Cree said, you know, I'm special, I got something coming. You yeah. know what I'm saying? I have to believe that or I'll kill myself, you know? Yeah. So literally. I have a garage and a car now, so I mean, it's like, it's possible. Yeah. Um, but, you know, not yet. Yeah, and, and and the hard part is existing happily in the night yet. Yeah, that's what a lot. That's what the majority of all of us are doing is existing in the not yet. That's why they come up. They you know they created that that quote like uh, two sides of the same coin. No, no. Uh, oh. Respect the dash. You know that. What's that and, mean? So it's that that time between the the day you were born and the day that you die. So when you look on that that tombstone or whatever or whatever thing it is, it's gonna the, be a tree for when me. They pub, when they publish it in the paper or oh something like that, it'll say well, your date of birth or the day you die. So everything in between. That's why people say mind the dash or respect the dash or anything like that. Like because we are constantly living in the until then. Yeah. So that, well, let, let me ask both of you all. Mm. We have a legacy and a plea for hedonism. Mm -hmm. Why? Why plea for hedonism? Okay, so if we're gonna get real degenerate, we want to get real nasty. That's fine. Mm -hmm. Um, one good thing that the internet did, and I think a lot of people know this, you know, like the reason why we had VHS instead of beta was because of porn. Because mm -hmm. porn was like they started using VHS. That's why Betamax died. You know, even though it had like a lot at the time of VHS's introduction, had a higher market share. Yeah. You know, um. Porn is powerful. You know what I'm saying? Like, it, it's like it's some staggering number of the amount of online usage is for porn. Right? The majority of the web it's, traffic it's, it, is porn. Without even a competitor. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. The Nothing vast even majority. Close. Even the fucking dorks doing the goddamn online games. You know how YouTube has a thing where you mouse over a YouTube video and it plays a preview? Yeah. They stole it from Pornhub. <clears throat> no, X Hamster. 
So yeah, what's X hamster? <laughs> I don't know what that is. I just, right. I just came back from church, so I don't know what you're uh, talking about. What's that? Uh, well, but my point is, is like, you know, if we really take morality out of it and we're just appreciating the experience of of what the body can feel because of our uh, cells and like mm-hmm. the nerve endings and shit, that's like, if we're gonna die, clue, and you know. I'm not uh, a Christian. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I, Move your mic towards you. A little bit. I, I will never be Thank a Christian. Um, I don't think that Jesus has any more power than that fucking statue right there, mm-hmm. unless you give it to him, right? Yeah. I believe what you believe what you believe, and it's true, mm-hmm. right? I can't go to hell because I don't believe in it. Mm-hmm. Why would I be afraid of how I acted if I am not going to be hurt later on? Yeah. So, I mean, I don't care about that type of thing. Why don't you enjoy yourself? You know, why don't you get into some freaky sex shit that you didn't know you loved, right? That's my plea for hedonism. Like, mm-hmm. let's spend it doing something useful. And you have to think, that experience of pleasure might be the best thing that that other person that you're with has done their whole life. So if your interest is in giving, you're still giving, right? They're experiencing it too. They can only have that joy unless you're there too. So it's, uh, what do you call it, uh, symbiotic. You know, both uh, are benefiting. Mm-hmm. So if you cast it in that light, you're still creating a legacy of happiness in that person. Sure, it's a that's an impassioned plea for getting a blowjob from a side chick. Why? <laughs> <laughs> if, if, if you get what I'm saying, you know. But yeah. it's a, it, it, I will I will concede that that is a tenuous argument at best. Yeah, but it's just where I'm at. Yeah, you know. Well, I'm. Are are are, are you against my plea for hedonism? No. I, I think it takes all time. Because there are websites. I, <laughs> Vetlife.com. I, I think... I, Adult Friend Finder. I think that it takes all types, and I make I make super-duper allowances for diversity amongst, like, predilections and whatever. I am... My beliefs are very much contextually fucking bound. Mm. If the power grid goes out tomorrow, I'm going to have a different set of values than I have when Ooh, the water's like running. Mm-hmm. Quickly. I, I mean, and, it, and that's going to be a necessity just for my own well-being, you know? Yeah. But, uh, you know, I'm I'm a little bit more mitigated, I guess. Uh, I like for it to get freaky. You know, I like for it to be like something you would never admit to anybody. Yeah. That's the place I like to exist in. Yeah. And Kalu will bet you. Yeah. Which part what is your account uh, name on Adult Friend Finder? I'll look you up. <laughs> I don't have one. <laughs> Mr. Steal Your Wife. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> BBC in America. <laughs> oh. Now, uh, ask me again. Ask me the... Uh, like, like, what is your take? Yeah, like, what is your reaction to uh, my plea for hedonism? I have none. I have yeah. none. I think that... I don't give a fuck. Yeah. Well, it's not that I don't... It's not that I don't give a fuck. I mean... You can have your plea, just just like we always say, just do no harm. Yeah, well, and you know there there are, there are a lot of people that are kind of like nominally sexual, and there are people that are uh, pretty much asexual. Yeah. Like they they have no. So we gotta we gotta allow. Oh, for so the, you know my girlfriend for the <laughs> for for the diversity of yeah. of everything. As long as it's between consenting fucking yeah. adults, then I'm like, all yeah. right. I mean, for it's just to me, it's fascinating to see because I, I grew up in such a morally strict household. Like, I didn't hear an adult cuss till I was 15. You know, right. I was allowed one hour of TV a week, mm-hmm. right? I, I literally was not allowed to have video games. Do you think you're just responding to your childhood? Right well, now? let me just say this to mom, okay? Listen, mom, <laughs> I, wasn't, I wasn't allowed to watch fucking Saved by the Bell, right? Yeah. And guess what? Your son is still a degenerate, you know? <laughs> it's like, that did nothing. Zach Morris isn't the reason why. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
And, I mean, and, and you know, it's so funny. Like, you had this whole generation of parents that just felt like if you play that video game, you're going to go shoot up that, that, that school. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And it, life doesn't work like that. And if it does, it just hasn't revealed itself to me. You know, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Uh, but it, I don't think it does anything. I think the most important thing for, for someone's success is, like you said, like, identity right mm-hmm. if my family is stayed together if i wasn't half hispanic if my name wasn't super spanish sounding you know yeah. what i'm saying like i've never been brown enough for my uh hispanic family and i've never been white enough for my white family yeah you know what i'm saying so it's always like this uh weird gray area that you navigate so that's what i mean by uh what amazing i've experienced a little bit of racism right being mm-hmm. hispanic because i've been i was still allowed to sit on the front front side of the bus yeah. right i was never told to go back so it's just like a little bit of racism mm-hmm. right and so it's just like we were talking about the the contrast of like the black man succeeding in america what cool story is there for like a half hispanic you know there's nothing you know, so but I, I, why- don't, I don't have a black panther motherfucker yeah my dick isn't 12 inches long you know what i'm saying <laughs> i'm not seven foot four yeah well so, i i still why it seems like w- one of the things that I keep gathering is that you're constant, like you're constantly comparing yourself yeah, to other people. I agree, yeah. and I th- I think that comparisons are a killer, man. They are absolutely a killer. I think one of the things that that helped me with this spot, like I even said, I made a post about it on our thing, like. Hey, we were at first talking about like inspiring people and doing that and that gained followers and all that other kind of stuff. And it was like, you know what? That shit doesn't matter because just like we were talking about before we started recording, like I have days where I don't want to be inspired. I don't want anyone to gas me up. I don't want anyone to do any of that stuff. I just want. And it comes off as fucking disingenuous. It, it if does. you show up every goddamn week and you're like, well, let me tell you the formula you for being great. fucking happy. It, yeah, like, it's just not there. It, yeah, it, nobody it, would believe me if I gave them life advice. That's why I had to be in another the format of locally yours. Yeah. You well, know? see, we, we try to just lay ourselves bare in the hopes that it gives other people a little yeah, insight. But if, I was, if I was just a fucking a regular old dude, a black dude, white, any dude, if I looked at Clue's trajectory, I would, I would be like, okay, if... I want to have like a successful life and you know, <laughs> a white wife, you know, like I'm going to do what he, like what he did. So I better listen to him. Right? Yeah. You have a like credibility just because you have like a, a modicum of success. You know what I'm saying? You know, the, the thing though, that, that I'll even say is that my wife doesn't give a shit about, she doesn't give a shit about any of that. Yeah. Well, you know what, what I mean? about that you were black or that you're successful? None of it. She's just because for her authenticity is everything. And and that is one of the things that that drives me for this is that the authenticity, like I'm just going and she doesn't she'll openly tell you, like, I don't listen to your shit. You know, she doesn't care. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But no, like yeah. it's it's but that kind of authenticity and owning your authenticity, it allows us or allows me to just okay. sort of be myself but and clue. So, how many motherfuckers do you know, mm-hmm. right? Where you would say, Hey, I'm a long term chronic drug abuser. They'd be like, All right, cool, come hang out with me. Right? I don't know. Very few. Yep. Right. And so the way I cast that and the way that people have to understand, it's nothing I like. It's nothing I want to do ever. Yeah. Right. It's a disease that I have to like, you know, find a solution for, right? Uh it's really messy. It's fucked a lot of people. Uh, you know, like people put trusting you, people have this idea. There was a point in my life when I I needed to have like a fence built at my house, right? Yeah. Like a little fence, just like this. I, my dad didn't. My dad hired somebody to do it. Like mm-hmm. he didn't. It was like a, a ten foot fence, yeah. right? He didn't even think I could do it, right? Yeah. I mean, like that's how much uh, 
it has robbed of me in the past, right? Yeah. You can't tell people like I really have come up like an in, in incredible amount. Yeah. All I hear is chronic drug abuser. Sure. Right? <laughs> so if you're too authentic and I walk around with like I had a goddamn if you want to talk about authentic, if you all know there's a an author named William Burroughs. It's mm-hmm. fucking hot in here. Yeah. Uh, he uh, was one of the uh, leaders of the beat generation, right? In the fifties. Mm-hmm. Uh, he wrote uh, drugs were, uh, no, he wrote a uh, Naked Lunch. That was his real yeah. popular one. Mm-hmm. He wrote uh, a book called Junkie. Uh, and it was just about the experience of a heroin addict in New York City in the 1950s. There were some parts of it when he had gone down to Mexico City. Uh, but he was gay, uh, just antisocial, and, the, like, his de- deviant behavior. You know, he was uh, the, the way we used to classify being gay. Um, and I read his books when I was, like, 16 and 17. And the reason why I started using the needle was because I thought it was cool, right? Yeah. I got a goddamn tattoo of a needle that was on the cover of Junkie on my arm. Yeah. Right. That's authentic, motherfucker. Yeah. Right. And it did nothing for me. Yeah. You have to be very careful in the way that you, you know. I mean, there are limits to to owning your authenticity. You know what I'm saying? Man, it seems like it, it's hard to to even include the word limit with authenticity. I I can't cool. even I can't even put oh, them in there like in the same moron. sentence. Yeah. Well, it, and there it isn't just the one factor at play. Like, uh, yeah, but people this, would you say, say why you have a compul- compulsive behavior. Yeah. Yeah. Like impulse control, compulsive behaviors and stuff. I think that, that that plays a huge role. Whereas I tend to be very trepidatious about doing shit. Trepidatious, I'm not fucking SAT word. Yeah. <laughs> but look, check this out. Uh, in my case specifically, since I was eight years old, I was on some form of amphetamine, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, medicated through either Adderall, Ritalin, something like this. You guys are surprised that in my adulthood I seek that same thing out? Yeah. Like, are yeah. you kidding me? You yeah. developed my brain on a chemical. And yeah. I wasn't even allowed to have chocolate. Right? Yeah. And and then you are surprised that my body reacts biologically oh, yeah. to needing it, you know? Mm-hmm. And that's something people, I mean, like, we're finally getting to the point where they're, like, bringing lawsuits against Big Pharma for the opiates and the fucking, you know, whatever. I don't know if I, if I believe that, right? Because I really do believe human beings should be autonomous and, and take responsibility. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't think guns kill people. Uh, I think people do. But at the same time, you have to have limits, right? Uh, uh, the do you sad- think dead? Well, yeah, I think that they do. I was gonna ask, like, do you think that? Oh, I'm a liberal. I, I tell the I tell the party line. But if you want, if I want abortions, I have to give you guns. Yeah. Period. That's the way the U.S. works, right? Mm-hmm. Don't take away my right. Well, I'm a gun owner, you know. I'm- yeah, I know. But I mean, like mm-hmm. the traditional liberal, the traditional blue dog yeah. liberal. Yeah. No. I mean, they want to take away. I mean, fucking AOC, my girl. Woo woo. She yeah. wants to take away. Like she wants to. Take, she does want to take your guns. Yeah. You know, she'll she'll say that to you to your face. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? So I I tow that line. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I also believe that we 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 can't live in a way. It's just one way of thinking. Yeah. And it, the interesting thing, especially with the war on drugs, the war on drugs is really just a capitalist exercise to kind of loot our social system and create. A market, a private market yeah. that can be capitalized yeah. through treatment programs, through pain clinics, through the prison industrial complex. It's a super duper powerful vector of fucking control. Mm-hmm. So if if we're factoring all of that kind of stuff in and we utilize that kind of as a justification for the opioid crisis being socially irresponsible, I've got some truck with that. I yeah. do believe in personal efficacy, especially on the top Hold end. Up one second. Okay, I was it was making a sound. What's going on? <laughs> I was like, you're messing with the mic. I was like, man, quit. <laughs> All right, sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, but uh, I mean, I I believe in in personal efficacy on the top end. There are exceptions to the yeah. shit, but you know, people are genetically predisposed to what the fuck they're genetically predisposed yeah. to, and people are socialized 
in a lot of ways that are completely and utterly out of their fucking control. Yeah. We have to make those acknowledgements, but you know, at the same time, we're on drugs, opioid crisis, all of that is part of just a capitalist scheme. Yeah. Sure. All right, I want to I want to transition now. I, I feel like I've got a, a decent idea of your story, yeah. uh, just based on this. Poor little rich kid. No, no. Let's let's talk money. about how this has given you your voice, and let's talk but about. But that's the clue. I don't use it. I do not. I'm not at that point in my life where I will use my story. Okay. No, the, no not, I'm not saying that you. It's just saying that, like, I think that you you are. Okay. So an ideal that that they hold in in a twelve step program uh, mm-hmm. is. Uh, the ability to look back on your past and not regret it. Mm-hmm. That's a benchmark for success, right? Uh, which is kind of like uh, not fair because I need you to tell me that once I get a certain number of cer- certain things in my hand that it's success. You know, I don't sure. want it to be so magical. Yeah. You know, it's easier if it's uh, you can like write it down or like articulate it better. But I'm not at that point where I don't regret my past. I'm not even at that point where I'm not where I've completely cessated behaviors that require feeling guilt. You know what yeah. I'm saying? I'm still wild. I'm still I'm still open up. You know what I'm saying? I, I, I truthfully, dude, I just say stay the course. Yeah. Like yeah. stay the course. I don't think that I don't think that part of your story includes having or not having regret for yeah. your past. Okay. Yeah. Like I think that that is like how you are is how you are and that's totally fine. And I do think that your story and how, you know, the what you're doing that does lead to why you have your voice and why yeah. you have locally yours. So do you, I mean, do you feel like you are using your voice? Yeah. Okay. So uh, guest selection is probably the most important thing for us. Okay. Uh, like we have uh, some, sometimes we've, we've had some missteps, but basically it's essentially guests that will, like you guys said, we like to know the secrets to success. Like what behaviors do you do on a daily basis that set you apart? Like, mm-hmm. why are you able to do what you do? That's like the, the, that was the, the original extraordinary conversations with inspirational people type of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, we, we got kind of artsy with it because we're fucking artsy ass queer motherfuckers, but mm-hmm. like, you know, it's essentially the same thing. Like, we like to know the, the, the rhythm behind the music. Mm-hmm. You know, like, we like to, the, the recipe, yeah. if you will. Uh, there's a program at Barron County. At the jail. Uh, oh, yeah. One of the only ones in, in, in the whole state uh, mm-hmm. where the inmates grow their own food. Mm-hmm. And if you look at uh, the prison industrial complex, come on, you know? Like Bob Barker is like one of the leading companies that like supply yeah. things to jail. I don't know that for a fact. I, a friend told me. I, yeah. I've never experienced that. <laughs> uh, like, it, it's insane how much they have taken over and industrialized something as simple as feeding an inmate, right? Um, it takes so much, like, I think a human being gets so much from doing something like as simple as growing food. You're right. Yeah. You know? Cause and effect. It, the Barron County cost, like, if you look at the cost for their uh, for their housing at inmate, it's lower than most of the counties in, in, in the state. It's lower, right? So as a taxpayer, I pay less to house an inmate in Barron County than I do in most places in Kentucky, mainly because some of their food supply is grown by themselves. You know? And I think that's rehabilitative yeah. as well, because when you empower an individual to invest effort into something yeah. and then see the fruits of their labor... That's a profound, very human fucking thing. And those us. are the kind of conversations I want to have with people, like programs yeah. like that. We, we, like, you know, with Patty Minter, you know, she's still a politician, right? Mm-hmm. So she spoke politically a lot of the times, and I couldn't, like, you know, she made me edit out, like, when I was talking about being a high on mushrooms or something. But, I mean, I'm happy to do it. Yeah. You know, I don't care. Um, 
because like you know she has her image to protect. But I mean, I think that multi- shit makes me sick. By the way, what? That's why I like having Shep on <laughs> because we can completely be. You can be yourself. Yeah. Like I no like, take backs, no shit, edits, no take backs. Yeah, like zero take backs at all. Yeah. Like, Bartley, this this whole thing of like, oh, I got to protect my image. Like it's true it, though. It's such it's a, just no, the it's, world. It's, a it's world such a bullshit thing. But, and, and that's why we try to surround ourselves with these people that will challenge us. Like yeah, but at the same what does Warren time, Buffett say? Be the like me and Clue were talking about. Be the weak link in your group. Oh yeah. yeah. So and then, but then I told him. That, <laughs> oh my god, that's always me. Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah. He says he wanted to be the the weak link, but I I responded to him that you know just like that saying says the chain is only as strong as the weakest link. And yes, so you guys better fucking watch out for me. Huh? Well, here's yeah. I mean that that's the thing. If if you want to be in these you know surrounded by these people or, or whatever, the weak link is the last thing. And I don't think that you using drugs is part of your weak link. I don't mm. think that it is. And I think that the at this point it's just biological. Uh, yeah, and, I believe and, it. Yeah. And I think one of the things that that and I'm not trying to claim to be a therapist, but I think, you know, like one of the things that might be it feels like one of the things that might be hurting you is constantly thinking that other people should give a shit or like they should or think even, that that's a problem. Or even give a shit. Yeah. yeah. It, it's kind of like this self-fulfilling prophecy oh, yeah. there. Like I think it gives you satisfaction to know that they're that they disapprove of you because of that. Oh, I mean, like, okay, so then let's look at the example of my humor. Mm-hmm. Just even in this episode, how much of it was rooted in shock, right? Right. You know, saying, uh, yelling gay. Yeah. Right? Talking about you being black. Yeah. You know, like topics that you probably shouldn't joke about if we're being politically correct. But yeah. On whose podcast? Well, I'm just saying, like, uh, <laughs> yeah, fucking, so I was like, I was just a regular one. Like, 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 if you're in front of Joe Blow, right? Yeah, it's not ours, though. Is what yeah, I, but I'm just saying, like, yeah. I, I have this behavior of, like, oh, I like to be shocking. Yeah. Right. And so I agree with you to a certain point. Yeah. But at the same time, I want I want you to love me. I want you to hold me. I want you to tell me I'm okay. You yeah. Know, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I Trust me, I have that same type of, like, thing where I do want that approval and yeah. stuff like that. But the last thing I'm like that I'm going to do. Yeah. He's a, he is like I'm a, he, Matt's kind of like a cat. Yeah. Like, I come around, and I'll be like, like, hey, I'm... All right, I'm done with your attention. Go away. I'm going to bat this yarn around for a minute, and I'm going to go holler. Yeah, Yeah, but uh, the the one thing that I'll never do for for another person's, like, approval is, is be completely different. Now... I'm in sales. I'll be I'll be completely different. Motherfucker. I'll be different for your money. But okay, but, so let me ask you a question. If we're like hyped up about legacy, mm-hmm. like have you ever been like slightly dishonest about your sales or your sale tactics? Like what if somebody realistically Turn your mic. There, you get closer. They, they they don't need that thing that you're selling. I yeah. won't sell anything that they don't need. That's why. That's I try, why I try he's lightweight and capable of it. I'm like not he, capable he, of it. Again, that's why I call him an android. Like yeah. I'm like, all right, yeah, his house made right. me feel comfortable because yeah. I'm like he's like not I, totally robotic. Yeah, I'll go into a place. So there's and, integrity there. You're yeah, saying. they they don't. I'll I'll even say like at my at my job, they don't like when I go into. First of all, I'm the only one in that does what I do for my company. So. <laughs> When I go I'll in let you there, do the only thing you want to my company. Uh, but when I go to a place, like sometimes they don't like if I tell them, like, "Hey, this is too much for you. Yeah. Like, you don't need this right now. There's no point in doing this. There's a better program. There's some other type of solution yeah. that's going to do this. Like, this is not for you. But and you it, cannot it bypasses make... integrity. I think with him, it just, uh, it's, it's like a default. Way, yeah. it's the way it's just pathological. Like, yeah. no, this doesn't make sense. So you should not fucking yeah. do it. Because what yeah, happens but... is when you when you subscribe when you prescribe something like that to someone 
you then own it when shit doesn't work. Yeah. And so, like, I don't, like, you know, doctors prescribe medicine for this shit. When it doesn't work, we yeah. blame the doctor. No. I, if I was a doctor, I'd probably be one of the brokest doctors because I'd be like, you're, you're okay, bitch. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, I'm not going to WebMD you and tell doctor. you that you have. Yeah. I'm not going to, I'm not going to feed you some other shit and say like, oh, you should take this you medicine. You do another no. podcast and call it the broke doctor. The broke doctor. For real. Just, but I like, just, but I mean, like, you know, it's out. funny it, it, being so uh, liberal and being such like borderline socialist that I am fucking, I am a socialist. Yeah. Uh, Same. You know, my family, they're literally uh, five aunts and uncles and my dad are all physicians. Mm -hmm. It's literally a community of, of medicine that my life has been. I've yeah. always been around it. And those motherfuckers are as dumb as everybody else, yeah. right? And the thing is, you know, uh, medical malpractice, I think, is like one of the most fucked up things in the world because, you know, I had an uncle who got sued for medical malpractice. He had really nothing to do with the whole situation, but he got fucked. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, you know, you cry about a rich guy getting fucked, but at the same time, it's still all relative. Mm -hmm. You know, it's the only thing he knew. So it's like, you know. Yeah. It's like the system we have is just, you know. Yeah, I, I try not to focus too much on the on the system itself. You know what I mean? I do. Uh, yes, you do. But again, I'm <laughs> I'm libertarian here. You know, so I just I try not to focus on the system itself. I try to thrive whatever you know in in any type of environment as possible. I recognize my fallibility. I know the shit that I suck at. I'm not afraid to ask for. <laughs> I'm I'm not afraid. <laughs> I'm not afraid to ask for help or to be like, hey. I'm not, this is not, I'm not much to ask for help generally. Yeah, I mean, I, I, that's, I'll a pro, that's a fault of mine is that yeah. I'll be like, no, thank you. I'll just die. I don't even <laughs> I, I don't even attempt to do it myself. I always ask for help first, which is interesting. And I don't use that with any humor. Mm -hmm. I've actually seen that in myself. Like I'm like, Jorge, could you could you find out this answer yourself? Mm -hmm. Most of the time it's yeah. Yeah. But I mean, for whatever reason, the way I'm programmed, I, it's like I seek out like I need. Yeah, that's we're how, on it together. That's how, that's how I am with like fixing stuff. You know what I mean? There's certain things that I'll do myself, but there's other things where it's like I, my brain, like I can learn to do it, but it's like I, it's it's stress I don't feel like putting on myself. It I joke about it in our episode with Mark how I talked about how I have a home warranty in my house, right? Yeah. So I pay fifty something dollars a month, and if some shit breaks in my house, it can be as minuscule as a garbage disposal, or it can be like my garage door that broke, or any of this other. Only shit. giant black men could give away something like the credibility of being a fix, Mister Fix It. No, and Still no. feel like a man. No, I'll just be like, oh no, I'll just call someone and I'll pay a seventy-five dollar deductible, and I it doesn't matter the value. Credit. I never do. No, no, I just, I just <laughs> go. They just come and fix it, and I'm yeah, just yeah. like. But there's certain things that I know how to do. Your server shits the bed, or some other thing happens. Like I might even I ask keep, for help on that. I don't you know keep what I'm saying? In the bed. Huh? Yeah. But uh, uh, you know, if if there's certain th there's just things that I know that I'm good at, and things that I just I'm like, no, I'm I'm terrible at that. You're good so. at the Chinese splits. Huh? Hey, uh, yeah, you know what I just realized? Oh, fucking. Kalu over here has a white man as a butler. This isn't my house. Oh, wait. this is Chris's house. <laughs> oh, this is Chris's house. Yeah, I'm like, I, I, I told I like you, style, bro. I told you my neighborhood's wider than this. Oh, one. Okay. Okay. <laughs> no, no, that's Milton. Huh? Hey, Milton. That's Milton. But yeah. Uh, yeah, so talk more about your voice, man. Absolutely. Talk not. more about your. You're like, nope. I ain't saying another word. Do you? All right. So with, we with already the, went over the 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 heartbreak. Yeah. yeah. Okay, that's yeah. fine. That's, it. that's basically, you know, like if, if we're using uh, the podcast as a therapeutic model, that's basically all I wanted to. Yeah. And I sent her another text today, bro. Fucking took me one hour to write it. Are you serious? Yeah. It did that thing where it's like it's so long you have to click on it and then it opens into a different page. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Dude. She didn't say anything back. 
No, no. And I even told, I, I sent her a text and I said, look, you know, uh, I support you. Don't let my anger at you poison you, you know, you flourishing. I didn't want to say that. I don't know if I believe it, but I said it, you know, because I knew it was the right thing to do. And you fake it till you make it, I guess. That's, that seems so destructive. <laughs> Does it? It just seems so destructive. Yeah. Well, I mean, it just seems like I shouldn't entertain my insecurities. Yeah. And I did. Although I believe in them. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you just look, if we're like in a courtroom and we're like convincing 12 people of the fallacy of, of my way of thinking versus her way of thinking, I think I would win. Mm-hmm. Right. But it doesn't always happy or right. You know what I'm saying? I'd yeah. rather be happy. I'd rather her be happy. Sure. And me saying those things necessarily wasn't, it, it didn't line up with my wanting her to be happy. Yeah. Damn. There's like so much to think about right here. All right, so I'm not going to tell her I said a word about her. Let's hope she doesn't listen. Huh? Well, here's the thing. You know, one of the things that we talked about before we... Um, I called her, her her man a basic-ass white boy. It's okay. <laughs> he looked like a basic-ass white boy, though. One of the things like, that we talked whatever, about... Vanilla. Yeah. Before we, before we uh, started recording was like, still using these podcasts. Are, is this something that you would still air on Locally Yours? Uh... I don't I, think I, no, no, I, had, I had a feeling that honestly you were. I don't I, I don't think we're gonna I don't think I'm going to. <laughs> no, That's a really good point. I, I, I'm gonna call Matt. I'm, actually, I texted Matt. And I said, "Look, motherfucker, I'm about to call you with throw you up on the goddamn um, speaker uh, speaker phone." But uh, he was being a bitch. He, I said, "Tell me, tell me when you're ready." Yeah, I'm, I'm still. He's like, call. "No, I'm still gonna call him anyway." It's a. Uh, I, I truthfully, I, I didn't think that you would. And that's okay. Now, now that it, it's rolled out. No, no, no. Here, because here's the thing. It's it's not because of anything bad that was said or anything like that. Like it's you. It's hard to to really put yourself through the grinder and then want to just like throw it out. Oh, there. I've had episodes with Matt, and I'm like, dude, I don't want to hear that. See? The, the one with Letitia Klein. Yeah. Oh my god. Like if you listen to it, it no one would be listening. Uh, this is Matt not answering. You're a little bitch, man. He's <laughs> like, don't air his number. <laughs> but, uh, his number is. Oh God. But like, what, like, like you know, when I get real, people get uncomfortable. Really? I, I, I've, I've always discovered that. I'm always the extreme. I'm, I'm the outlier. Yeah. And, and, and you're, I'm because I'm used to that. I have to moderate myself in public, and I have to. I check this out. I got fired on Wednesday mm-hmm. because I was verbally inappropriate. Yeah. All right. I'm 33 years old. If I told you I hadn't experienced that same thing before in my life, I'd be lying to you. Yeah. Right? I've been fired for the exact same thing before. The thing is, uh, again, if, if we go back to the courtroom and I'm convincing 12 people of the validity of my argument, I would win. Yeah. Right? If you just looked at it from my point of view. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I've found in the past, like, anytime I'm convinced I'm right, there's always probably a gun. Are you sure you're 100% you're right? Yeah. Like, it's usually the people that are sure of themselves are the ones that, like, you know. Yeah. You can most easily cast down on. But with this time, realistically, I didn't do anything wrong. Mm-hmm. I shouldn't have been fired. Yeah. But, you know, I thought the world was over on Wednesday. I yeah. did. Life was over. And, you know, because I have such a great community around me and I have so many hands looking me up, I landed right back on a job. I worked last night. You know, I was able to just have a full work, full week of work ahead of me on the schedule already type of thing. Yeah. So, you know, I'm blessed. But Wednesday, I, I, I was ready to burn it down. Really? Oh yeah, I did. I, I did a little bit of burning, Kalu. Come on, <laughs> he's like, I did a little bit of burning. I did a little bit of burning, but but the the goal is, especially with contingency management. I want to stress this. Uh, I really, really want to stress this. It is about how do you say, it? lengthening the time between the pops, right? Yeah. And then shortening the duration that the pop keeps you down, mm-hmm. right? And that is the most bare 
obvious way to describe how you how you can safely and uh, medicinally handle a substance abuser, right? Mm. It, the pops are going to happen. Yeah, believe that. Okay, let's yeah. let's let's widen that time and shorten how long it keeps you down. Those are the two factors that I think are most important. Mm. But I did a little burning. Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, it's fine. It, you just bounce back. Yeah, I think that while you might feel uncomfortable talking about this stuff on your own podcast i'd say you're right at home over here yeah yeah <laughs> gonna keep it quiet on the ly huh? gonna yeah. keep it quiet on the ly front <laughs> they don't need to hear all this yeah. uh, see i don't even know how we would be able to even like have a discussion without like putting i mean we curse on the show and we I, i'm raunchy and shit but i don't say hey look guys i've been an intravenous drug user since the age of 16 yeah People don't understand that. People think you, they hear that and they um, automatically assume I'm like banging, like, you know, in a dirty house. You know, like, I guarantee you, if, you, if we're speaking just on the art of phlebotomy, mm -hmm. your boy is number one. Okay. <laughs> Anybody at any time, any, any condition, yeah. right? I, I don't have a degree in it, anything like <clears> that. <throat> but I mean, like, if you tell somebody, like, yeah, I'm like basically the best phlebotomist you've ever met, they'll be like, how? You say, oh, I, I've done it. Yeah. You know, th that's not okay. Yeah, you can't be that authentic. Hmm. You know, I think in I think in this space, it it's good to. Yeah, um, yeah. here I I agree. There, and yeah. I think that the people, like when I look at the different trajectories of like locally yours and the Salumis and stuff like that, we uh, measured how many Instagram followers we each had. That was a big deal for us when we when, did. When we, we did when, you? when we surpassed you? We we, we had a little party. Oh God, no, no. We drank uh, some champagne. We we stopped we stopped caring about that. Yeah, you know. And tell we, me how, please. Huh? Please tell me how. Just stop. Po yeah, I was like, stop <laughs> posting stuff. Like, you know, you'll look. We'll look at our like listen count, download count, all that kind of stuff. And that that part is, I mean, that's cool there. But like, I just, what do you think the number is? Like, if you're just looking at more of like a technical uh, side of things, what is the number we have to get to to be like marketable? You know? I think it's. Like I think it's. It's that, because I, I because think talk it's, nerdy to me, that's not their full time job, and they have like a shitload of fucking. Uh, I think it's like five thousand or something. Five thousand like, downloads. Uh, 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 an episode. Oh, I was like, ever? No, yeah, like it's <laughs> it's some it's it's super high, dude. Yeah, like, yeah, like they're yeah. up there. Yeah, and and I still think they have regular jobs. Sure, I think for for that, like just having a high listener count is not going to to do that. It's going to be like affiliate marketing. It's going to be talking with people setting stuff up that kind of stuff is yeah what we're really looking matters. to do like public speaking engagements yeah and that's shit the kind like of stuff as well yeah i'd like to i'd like to get I don't think people they'll let me in schools <laughs> i think i'm like, banned i want to this our climb is going to be slower yeah because it's hard for people to talk about the shit that we talk yeah, it's, about it's hard it takes a long time for like, to come. it's hard <laughs> it's hard to it see it feels like yeah i mean it's just like you said, you're the uh, lifestyle. the lifestyle. Like everyone wants, everyone wants to talk about like lifestyle stuff, yeah. the bands, and all that kind yeah. of stuff. Like the fun stuff. Like yeah, the it's the stuff. fun stuff. Like I want to know why your band member can't sleep at night. Yeah, I want to know why your band member tried to kill himself two days ago, but he can come onto a podcast and talk about, oh, we're working on this album, yeah, or something like that. That kind of shit. That's the stuff that that really makes me like. That, that gets me excited, yeah. you know? And so th that was one of the things that we had to say, we decided like, Hey, we cannot go and be posting 
like happy stuff or anything like that because that's not what we're feeling. Like I genuinely like we've had episodes on like the like coming to grips with your deepest, darkest potentialities, you know? Like we had an episode where I was like, I can I can kill someone if if I want like have being able being okay with saying like I can end a life. Like I have that in me to go and do that. You know what I mean? Like people I don't want to hear that shit. Funny is, I don't think I could. I'm you not, don't think you could, yeah. yeah. I'm not programmed that way. Yeah. I've even thought about it. You know, and I've thought some weird shit. I've fucked a second cousin. Okay? Yeah. You know, I've done some really grimy stuff. Yeah. And I, I couldn't I couldn't kill somebody. Couldn't kill someone. Yeah. It's so, like that thing. It's like, if you kill this person right now, you save 200 people, I'd be like, sorry. He's like, I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. You know? Yeah. Depending on who the fuck it is. Yeah. No, I'd, I'd just be like, oh, okay. Yeah, I feel like most people could. I feel like most people should. Yeah. You're going to save 200 people? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Depending but, on who they are, too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> This is cat. It's Fox News over there. <laughs> okay, okay. And you, and you I, gotta I, shoot I, I this sweet little old lady. I'll be like, I, I'm sorry, <laughs> Mimo. You yeah. come with me. Yeah. I do agree with that. The less uh, disciples of Fox News there are, the yeah. way better it is. Yeah, it's way a, better. It's it's one. Of, it's it's harder stuff to talk about. And See, I, I, I like being a, to us. They love Fox News. Uh, Fuck Fox News. Really? You know what I'm saying? So I'm sure. I mean, it's like it, we're in Bowling Green, Kentucky. Yeah. We're yeah. still in Kentucky. I'd Don't say, ever forget that. I'd say a minority of the people that listen to us like Fox News. Yeah, I'd say, I'd say some of them. Uh, may, I don't know. Like, you you got to be you okay like with Fox like... Fox News and still listen to a black man and be like, yeah, <laughs> he's right. He's right. No, and... He's like, one of the good ones. He's one of the yeah. good ones. Yeah. Uh, we had an episode on that. We, yeah, we literally had one called that. <laughs> yeah, just about tokenism and all that kind of stuff, like being like, My dad you got to be that black school. guy. And on his medical uh, school graduation poster, yeah. it said the 1988 affirmative class. Are you uh, serious? Two Asians, yeah. two Hispanics, two Jews. It's like uh, Marty Finkelstein. You know, <laughs> Marty like, Finkelstein? It was like so obviously like white people and then minority, minority, minority. minority. Yeah. Hey, whatever it takes, you know? Yeah, man. Um, it's, it's a, it's a different climb. It really is. But again, at the end of the day, I want one thing that I said, I hope that one thing that I said can, can help someone in their life or something like that. And by having that in my head, I can sleep better at night. You know, I can record an episode and just be like, okay, that, that felt good. I come back, I, I done doing a recording and I come home feeling just recharged and just happy and that kind of stuff, and so that's why. That's Matt's why gonna I be like, why, why, why aren't you publishing the episode, we're at? Huh? Did you, that, why, what, did you do what I told you not to do? Did you do it? <laughs> right, no, man. The <laughs> uh, download it didn't work. <laughs> no, I like I I totally understand. Yeah. And, and if if you don't put that up, yeah. um, um, I I do think that you by having a closer bond with your listeners and yeah. stuff like that. That that's something that could help out when they when they're Ooh. like, I, I do, Gross, I, huh? Yeah, I do. I think that you they know, give you the I've always, always a lot of the time, you know, you say to yourself like, okay, when 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 you don't want to do it and it's uncomfortable, you probably should do it. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Probably, yeah, you don't cling to the edge of the pool, man. Yeah, but you gotta understand something, Clue. I uh, I live on the edge, right? Mm-hmm. The way that I experience life, the way. Turn your mic a little bit, cause it, this way. Yeah, cause you've been rotating it so much that it's like where the little. Hello. Th- there it is, oh, yeah. right there. They're gonna. I'm, I'm the Jar Jar Binks of this episode. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. That <laughs> is fair. Uh, but you know, I will uh, use a drug, right? Mm-hmm. And I don't think naming substances is important, but I'll look at, I'll look down, and I'll say to myself, "This, this could kill me." Mm. There's a good chance, and I'll still do it. Yeah. 
right? And I, I, I skate that line of like, okay, what is turn it through? What is the absolute Perfect. edge I can take it to and still live? Yeah, right. That is the goal, right? Is to feel that initial feeling as much as you can. Yeah, right. And you just try to replicate that. We all know the whole science behind it and the theories, whatever. But that's what it is. Yeah, it makes people uncomfortable being around somebody who's ready to die all the time. Hmm. So you have to hide that. Your, your willingness to just sacrifice yourself for something like the feeling makes people uncomfortable. Hmm. So I don't know if local yours is ready for that. You know, does that, I want to be more of a that, vehicle to show cool shit in the community. That's my goal. Do you think that that is sustainable then? What is going like, on with the trip? Like, cause it's, it feels like you're walk, hiding something walking around like with that, uh, as Dexter okay, calls so, it your dark passenger. Yeah. Well, that's a, a great description, but like, you know, we were just talking about, you know, just legacy, stuff like that. But oh, I lost my train of thought. Sorry. Well, no, I, I just, you know, I think that 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 is something to show. And I think that that would add more to what you're, yeah, but you know, what you're doing. And if section. you're scared, if you're like the same mentality that you take with with a drug and being like, and you still take it like it doesn't make sense to not take that same type of thing with this yeah. because it doesn't see if you've been able to sustain the drug use with that mentality, how do you think you can sustain locally yours by not having that? It's well, like you're not okay, being so yourself. I remember what I was gonna say. Like the goal is ideally for locally yours to work whether or not I, I'm in it or not. Sure. You know what I'm saying? For it to, to be such a well oiled machine that it can I can have I can pop, come back and be okay. And up mm -hmm. to this point it has. Yeah. But this is the shit that I think Matt was afraid to get into is mm -hmm. <clears throat> Matt's never been around this. Matt's never experienced the shock of like people look at a decision you make and they're just confused. They, like they can't even wrap their mind around it. Like, how could you do that? Like yeah. that is so stupid. Hmm. And, and Matt having to experience some of those t times with me, uh, it, 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 it kind of shook him. Yeah. And, and we're like, just kind of like repairing this. Like he's finally seeing that like, okay, it's going to be a, a weird relationship, but, you know, that's how his life is, you know, like that's how he operates. And so like, just, you know, like we had a long talk, we had a good conversation, you know, like he just wasn't prepared for what he had to deal with. Yeah. Right? And it was like nothing bad. It was just him having to deal with like the shock of a human being acting like that. Yeah. There was nothing like, uh, I, I have this very unique way of like being very isolated when I, when I use drugs. So mm -hmm. I, I really do no harm. Yeah. Right? Realistically, I don't drive. I don't go anywhere. It's just something I do. People can't reach me. I go in a hole. It's like, I'm gone. Right. Yeah. I'm in that place and then I'm out of it. Mm -hmm. Right. And so losing me, although like, like w would confuse him. Why aren't you answering your phone? Yeah. You know, like why are you know, uh, I make this joke. Black people love FaceTime. They do. That's how black people talk on the phone. <laughs> they always use FaceTime. And so obviously Matt's black. Yeah. So he always calls me FaceTime. We yeah. never talked his phone. And so like when I would start to like not answer the phone, because I looked fucked up. Yeah, I was afraid I looked fucked up. He knew. Yeah, you know, so he's like, we're getting to this point, and he would always pick up my slack when I would fall off, and then like, you know, he's like, we had like this kind of like semi blowout, semi not, where we like talked about it, and he, I think he now is at this point where he's like, okay, it, he's in it. He just has this condition, you yeah. know, and so it's gonna keep going even if I'm not there, and it's the type of thing where I would give it away if I'm like moving on. You know what I'm saying? Like I want it to keep going. Yeah. So I think Matt's finally he's down. Yeah, I think eventually, 
one thing that you should probably do is create another podcast with you just being yourself. Well, we have the we have the dream of like networking, and so I have a couple other production ideas for podcasts. Mm-hmm. Really phenomenal, unique ideas, and I, I don't say that lightly because I'm so vain. Like I played guitar for twenty years, I'm good, I'm really good. Mm-hmm. I never posted one video on the internet. Yeah, like, people don't know that they're blown blown away when I bluegrass guitar. You're a fucking Hispanic dude from Tampa. Mm-hmm. How are you like playing bluegrass? You know, it's like a like they're really good ideas, but I'm just not at that place where I'm ready to produce them yet. I don't have the technical knowledge. You and I were talking about that. Mm-hmm. There's some. Have you if you of, move that mic one more goddamn time, I'm gonna flip out. Okay, so have you heard of, <laughs> have you heard of Radio Lab? Yeah, I want to get Radio Lab good. Yeah, yeah. Editing wise, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like that's that's, that's yeah the, the, the pinnacle. Yeah. So once I get to that point, I have like more comfort and ease within editing programs. The sky's the limit. That's cool. That's cool then. Do you have any shameless shout outs? This is our this is our time when we cut it, man. We're like finally I, over? Uh, yeah, dude. Oh, we've shit. had touch the mic again. <laughs> I know you did. Uh d- but this is that time of the, the episode where we kind of just I just my, my I just want to stress to your listeners, don't listen to this. And if you do, <laughs> just forget it. <laughs> just fucking toss the goddamn episode in the oh, trash. Oh man. No, no. I think uh it's I'm an overshare clue. And I've tried <laughs> my hardest. I was like, don't say that. Right. No, no. Here here's the thing, man. Um can I move this? Because I moved it too far over. Yes, you have the you have my permission. <laughs> All right. But no, that's something that happens to people when they jump on these episodes is that they'll share. Except and you want to know the difference between them and me, Kalu? What's that? I know exactly the same experience because every time I hit record, I know it's going to happen. You're I'm like, like, here I go. I knew exactly what was going to happen, and I still did it. I'm yeah, like, but imagine a... Imagine you doing episodes where you don't have to worry about that. There was a there was a fucking This American Life episode. Yeah, a really good one. I, I like that. Podcast. I, I forgot what which one it was, but they were they followed a podcast where it was two guys that were uh, recovering addicts, mm-hmm. and it was one of the best episodes I ever heard. Not because you know of my personal experience with it, but you know it was the podcast started as something different, like a comedy thing. Yeah, and as it developed over time, it became them sharing their experiences. Being yeah, addicts, and it became very popular. The, yeah, the guy. One of them. One of the guys died. Mm-hmm. Pod, but uh, the other guy still does it. Yep. I I, I truly think that uh, there there could be a way that a lot of people could connect with you by just being yourself. Creed I Junior. Not Creed I Junior. <laughs> oh God! You hear that, Doc? <laughs> she's already she's already tuned out. She ain't got time for all that. She got time for that shit, man. Okay, okay. So let's let, let, let's plant something. Uh like a, oh like god, a, like a like a watermark that we will know whether or not Cree listens to the whole episode. To this one? Yeah, we'll say something at the end, and I want to specifically say, "Hey, Cree, you got to check this out. This episode is dope. Will you listen to it?" She'll say, "Yeah, I'll listen to it." And you yeah. say, "You promise?" She'll say, "I promise." <laughs> so I'm gonna say something <laughs> right now, and if you do not repeat this, we will <laughs> listen to this one. All right, uh, eggplant. Huh? You gotta you gotta throw me the keyword. You gotta throw me the eggplant emoji on one of my social medias or. The saloon is social media. We want to see an eggplant in some in some comment. <laughs> I guess I got to throw a prize in there. I'll order a pizza or something yeah, yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, I'll, yeah. I'll, locally, yours are leaving pitching too. <laughs> it's they're like five bucks. It's yeah, okay. we'll buy we'll buy pizza <laughs> for your for your for your class, whichever for class. your class. Oh god, Ooh. so it's like, it's like ten I pizzas. Guess. Everybody gets one slice. <laughs> yeah, dude. One of you's gonna have to just eat some pepperonis <laughs> off of a piece. I'm not bringing napkins neither. <laughs> We're getting pepperoni, and that's all it is. They're just so hot and ready's, just fucking nasty hot and ready. First job was at Little Caesars. Was it really? Yeah. How many hot and ready's did you eat? Uh, oh, oh, pizzas! I thought you were talking about hot and ready's, like, like cocks. Yeah, I was about to say tons. Uh, uh. There were a lot. <laughs> yeah. 
All right. Do you have shameless shout-outs? Anyone you no, want to yeah, shout-out to? Yeah, of course to? we do. Uh, Local Yours is a, is, a, is a podcast based in Bowling Green, Kentucky that examines uh, just, you know, cultural highlights. Why uh, why I think Bowling Green is amazing. Oh, I, I do it with Nat Clark. Um, we are on iTunes and Google Play. Check us out. We have a website, uh, localyoursbg.com. We also are on the socials at localyoursbg. Moving on to a new project we started called The Living Room. Um uh, it is a Turn live, your goddamn mic again, bro. It is a live vocal music performance series, video series. We teamed up with uh, Jared McKinney from Nightmare House Productions, and uh, we also have uh, it's on the website localyoursbg.com, uh, and we're also on the socials, the Living Room mm-hmm. BG. Uh, check us out, like, subscribe, rate. Only if it's good things. If it's bad things, I'll fuck your mom. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Chris, do you have any shameless shoutouts? Well. Uh, shameless shout out to Tyler Young's bitch ass. Tyler Young, great you're a bitch. performance. Mm-hmm. You know, always. I don't know if he's got any online training spots available. He he mentioned something about it recently, he, but he has like two. Yeah, he might have swim. a couple. But if he's got those, he really is like like wh- how tall is he? He is five six. No, I'm all about you. Not five six. Yeah, how tall are you? Five six. Right, I'm fucking right giant there. over here, dude. I'm five nine, motherfucker. Shorty. Yeah, we're we're lumpkins. Yeah, but uh, he's about as wide as a bus. But that's <laughs> look, he he's the rhinoceros yeah, out of the two is. of us right now. But yeah. uh, shout out to him. He's exceptional when it comes to whatever your goal is as far as programming, mm-hmm. and he gives a shit. Uh, also, <laughs> give well, a shameless shout out to uh, Powerhouse <laughs> yep. Gym. Did you Powerhouse? Yeah, we Powerhouse is fantastic, man. I mean, it's uh, if you have the opportunity to get invited there. You should fucking take it up, man, because yeah. it's it's a good spot and uh, it's not for everybody. But goddamn, get it in. Yeah, yeah. Um, I want to give a shout out to Bowling Green weather. Um, fuck it. Uh, there's absolutely hot no, yeah. There's no reason why it should be this fucking hot. In uh, I'm sweating. In, I'm so sweating hot? in all my creases, dude. I don't know. And you know what? If you if you if you talk about the heat to anyone in in Kentucky, they're like, oh man, we're gonna get a fucking blizzard, man. Just wait until January. Kalu has to go to a cakewalk right after this. I do have to go to a cakewalk. That's <laughs> wait, why wait, I look what so. Is a cakewalk. It's I think white people walk <laughs> like they walk. <laughs> they walk like a path. And like it's like musical chairs, I really? think. Yeah, I think so. and they like walk in like a square. How like, I like know about is it, is There's like, like pies, musical and chairs, with, but but with cake, pies. but cake is the prize. I feel like yeah. there's some serious damage when I play musical bro, chairs. White, I'm getting yeah. people be on to some lit shit that they keep secrets. Yeah, man. Yeah. <laughs> Cakewalk. Hey, I'm gonna go ahead. That's and bl- the name of the episode for us. <laughs> Cakewalk. <laughs> oh man. Uh, on my notes, it just says my plea for hedonism, and then I drew a sketch of Clue fucking Chris fucking me. Like a big <laughs> oh centipede. Yeah. A big centipede. A big centipede. <laughs> I'll put the album artwork. I'll put the episode artwork. Up. Sounds good. Sounds good. <laughs> yeah. um, I do want to. I tried a new restaurant today here in town. Um, I'll go ahead and just shout it out because I do love breakfast. Uh, breakfast food is my favorite hey, type my of food. My favorite food, too. It really? No, so sure. I went over to a place called Hungry, Hangry Jack's here I've in town. Yeah, and uh, it was a huge breakfast. So I. Go ahead and hit that up because I still think the number one breakfast, it's next to, uh, if you're in Bowling Green, Kentucky, and you're on Scottsville Road, there's a shopping center near, uh, there's a Starbucks vitamin shop. There's a- Oh, over there by the mall? Uh, Yeah, yeah. So it's right over there, and I've just got a big breakfast, man, and their gravy is is really good. No, no, it's not. Um, But uh, I had that, and it was good. My still number one breakfast will always be Waffle House. Why? Oh, Brindy's is so much better. Nah. You get you get Kirby and Post sausage, friend. This place had Kirby and Post sausage uh, because Kalu Kalu likes Waffle House for the same reason why he writes his name in his underwear. Mm-hmm. Which is what? Because God intended that way. Well, okay, so like <laughs> your underwear is it? 
Is it briefs? Or boxer briefs. You wear boxers or boxer briefs? They're called boxer briefs. They're just like, like tight. I wear them They're too. tight, yeah. I like tight stuff. Yeah, because I got like awesome thick quads and shit like that. So he he, he me means to say awesome thick cock. Huh? I mean that too. Yeah. Yeah. I got the angry. Depends on who you ask. <laughs> so, can, can I, can I like, be, do, do you, is, is that true? Like, you're like, okay, listeners and ladies, let me explain the situation. Is it true about big Cl- dicks? Clue is six, one, I mean, I six know. 6'5. He's 6'5. Is your race. dick a foot Is long it also 6'5? Huh? No, I mean, like, is I don't it know. giant? Like, be realistic. How big is your cock? No one's complained. That does, again, that's not the same as you telling me a numeric value, sir. I mean, it's like I, I'm not gonna say that, dude. Why? <laughs> Why? Well, this is science, Clue. Huh? This is science. Here, here's what they say. I'll be okay. straight, being straight up. I think there was a. I couldn't sworn me. No, me and you never talked about. Because this. the biggest cock in the world is a Mexican guy. Yeah, but that's yeah, a deformity. And it's, it's out of control. Yeah, that's a. That's <laughs> that a thing deformity. is a hindrance. Yeah, dude. That's the, not. The, this is how I think much what, men what are came... obsessed with penises, ladies and gentlemen. Both of them knew exactly. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Because, talking because about. airport like, security be fucking yeah, them yeah, up. Be because like, that's a bomb right there. <laughs> that is like the bomb. Mean the bomb. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But there's there's certain areas where they say like biologically where there was less competition. What they say is that you need <laughs> what they seriously penis sizes were based on the competition, like how In many area, males like I got a and stuff like dick, that. I gotta fight this you, big you, dick yeah, motherfucker over here. Yeah, penis shapes, all that kind of stuff was based on size, all that kind of well, junk, like that, or, or competition. Do what? My family must have lived in a Marriott. Ain't competing for nothing. It's like there's no competition. We get bagels and Texas toast, French toast, all that cereal. Clues, fighting for survival, just barely making it on the Savannah. No, no. Yeah, I'm I'm pretty happy where I am. Hangry Jacks, okay. Yeah, yeah, I'm pretty happy where I am. So Hangry Jacks, Does it make me gay that I wanted to know how big your cock was? No, no. Fascinating to me that you're a no, black totally, man. It's totally not gay. So, okay. Oh, I believe a, it's called cuckold? Is that what it is? Cuckold? No, that's where you let cuckold. someone... Yeah. You're a husband and you let someone bang your wife? Okay, speaking about AFF and FetLife. Oh, adult friend finder. It was like for a single guy to, to introduce himself into the swinging community. Yeah. It's hard. Right? Yeah. Uh, most... There aren't a lot of women that just want to fuck... Like, like it's a dynamic they like with their husband, right? Yeah. So I've been engaged in a couple of situations where it's like... This might be gay, yeah. But I'm getting, you know, yeah. I'm a hedonist, yeah. But I think that it's easier, and I hate, I, I hate that we're even going into this because I was trying to wrap the episode up. But you know uh, me, any chance I get to talk about penis? Yeah. But they, one of the things that a lot of people like is having like black black eyes oh, on there. Let me tell, like that you you can to, you can pretty much. I am your in. witness. It is like if you're a dude with a big black dick. You get anything yeah. you want. Well, it's a it's a power thing for a lot of the it's a power thing for the the husbands. It's kind of fucked up because they want to see like it literally. It's like this mindset of seeing some animal like fuck their wife. Okay, yeah. And Jesus, it's, titty it's, fucking it's, Christ. It's, it's terrible. Well, it's ter- it's kind of it's kind of racist. Honestly, I uh, I uh, I got like involved. So I say involved. Like I was super high and. Uh, this couple came over, a black couple. You have to be more than high to jump into some stuff oh, like no. that. Tr- tr- let me get a little bit of my juice, baby. <laughs> You'll get there, I promise. I can promise. It's, it's not even like I think it might happen. It's a biological imperative. It's yeah. just the way your body reacts physiologically to it. Yeah. But it was a black couple. And this guy was a black guy. Like He was Kalu black. Yeah. You know, you have like your regular little black guys. Like, beautiful. You know, are fast. You know, and then so. you have Kalu who's like a gorilla. <laughs> you know, this guy was a goddamn gorilla. Yeah. Their whole thing was like, they wanted me to like call them the N word with the hard R and like 
they wanted me to fuck his ass. I mean, it was like, and it was a hundred percent race based. Like really? it was like a degradation race based dynamic. And I straight up told him like, I can't do that. Like I, I, I would fuck a dude before I would call him it. Yeah. Yeah. Hard R to his face. Yeah. Does nothing for me sexually, but yeah. their kink was just very specific, super graphic. Did they pay you or anything? Were no, they like, this is because we're all degenerates. Yeah. But did yeah. you go forward with it then? No. No. Yeah. Yeah, 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 That's fair it. enough. Hey, the mic picked it up. I was on drugs. Yeah. So, what are you going to do? Golly, that's wild. And the wife just liked it? She enjoyed yeah. that? That's crazy. We need to have another episode on that stuff. That's, that's, oh, that's I, I, I'm, I'm the, I'm the, the, yeah. There's a whole sub-community in Bulgaria that people don't Oh, I know there's one, yeah. There's like these, it's like the Facebook for sex, right? Yeah. I have profiles, and the profiles will have pictures, and they'll have like details, and there's all these ones from Bulgaria. Yeah. Like, I see you, motherfucker. I know. I saw you on the. I saw you on the website. I think I got. I see somebody in public. I'm like, oh my yeah. god. Yeah. That's fuck my wife. Fourteen. <laughs> <laughs> it exists, y'all. Oh my god. All right. Definitely not putting this on locally yours. Like, <laughs> I, I'm absolutely changing the title of this episode. It's not even going to be called What's Upon Time. Right. Please. No, but that, that will bamboozle some people yeah. into listening to it. I, I almost the wise was steer clear. I almost want to name it like, "What How the hell did we just pick?" Was that, was it, oh, I don't know. I, How, pr- pretty goddamn it. Yeah, it was pretty inappropriate. It's, but here's the thing: you, what I, what, what I will always appreciate, and I learned this from you, Chris. Like you were talking with, uh, who's the, the comedian that you love so much? Patrice O'Neal. Patrice O'Neill. I will appreciate the attempt, and it's the fact that you were authentic and you were 100% yourself, and I feel like you felt comfortable talking about on our podcast. I know it's not something that you would talk about or even air on yours, but uh, that's that's what I want. Our, our, I want ours to be that release. Okay, not you know what I'm saying? This, but like, there's a difference between what I have is like, I like the idea that nobody can blackmail me, right? Yeah. Because I will tell you everything I've ever done. Yeah. If you sit me down, we'll have a talk. Yeah. I don't want it to get cast in the context where I don't have the ability to explain to you like what the situation is. Yeah. Right? So I like to say I'm unblackmailable. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, when you said that to me, I was like, that's Does that weird. make sense? And, yeah. and, and Chris, I know what you're thinking. I like black dudes, so they can fuck me. That's not what I mean. <laughs> I mean, like, I don't like the idea that people have anything they can hold against me. Yeah. Right? Because I'll tell you the truth. You just gotta have to have a sit down about it. Like, And this is this is the cancel culture. You know? So that that is something that runs rampant. But I'll I'll even say it that there I mean there's just people are always they'll find a reason to to say why you you know to, to say why you shouldn't be doing what you're doing. Oh, yeah. So that's just the way that it works. You know, they'll try you saw that thing that just happened on the news like that dude that got put up on Saturday Night Live where he got he got taken off of Saturday Night Live cuz he for made some like podcast. Yeah, for making some like, you know, racial jokes on a podcast. Wait, but what the, happened? Yeah, so this guy that became a new he member of Saturday like Night Live, one episode. Yeah, but some some news some news reporter found some shit he tweeted like years ago or no, he said on a podcast, you know, and so they they took him off. The funny thing is that the newspaper then investigated the reporter and the reporter got fired from the newspaper because that reporter tweeted some shit. Like God, I'm, I love when that happens. Yeah, I mean, I think it, I think it's hilarious. Yeah. I mean, like, I want to, like, those, it, I make this joke, and I, I think I got it from somewhere. There's, like, you know, I'd be at a job interview, and they'll be like, uh, there's a tweet here from 2007 where you said white people smell like Microsoft Word 95. <laughs> like, you know, there's just and, some yeah, shit. And like, macaroni was, without cheese on it. <laughs> <laughs> smell like macaroni without cheese. That's what white people smell like. <laughs> <laughs> Mystery solved! 
<laughs> That's what they smell like. It's a Mac without cheese. Yeah. Jesus you Christ. Like my Twitter account, which I'm assuming on uh, Twitter's not one program. I've never really used it. Uh, can other people see what you subscribe to? Uh, I don't know. I think so. All mine is is porn. <laughs> <laughs> That's all it is. So don't, don't, don't let this. Oh, yeah. I had to say this. I want to make this abundantly clear. The thoughts, uh, practices, and behaviors of the host does not necessarily reflect the views of the show. Yeah. Oh, In reference to Ogle Heroes. Yeah, I was like, totally reflects here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It does not, it's, a, it's not the case with local viewers. So yeah. It is a separate entity. I am a separate entity. Jorge is not local viewers, by the way. Well, dude, I, I appreciate you jumping on. Um, now I do you think see why Matt all of a sudden got bubble guts? Oh, uh, yeah. It yeah. even makes him uncomfortable. Like, <laughs> he's, he can't like, even, uh, like, he's just like, oh, that. fuck, I don't want to. No, no. Um, you're, you are in, you're in safe quarters here. Um, and I think that anyone listening to this episode ex- should expect that if they've heard yeah. anything else before. Uh, so, again, I do appreciate you jumping on. I appreciate your authenticity. <sighs> uh, being 100% yourself, that's all I can ask of anyone who jumps on our episodes. So uh, thank you again for jumping into the sweatshop. <laughs> Guys, if you all have any uh, questions or anything like that, any sort of feedback, don't hesitate to reach out to no, us. unless it's bad. I don't want to fucking hear Oh, it. I want the bad feedback. No. Yeah, I uh, love it. Yeah, Even love it. Your punches taste like candy. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, all of that stuff, it, it does. Um, it, it's nice to be able to read. Because uh, I don't care if you hate it or not. The fact that you listened, that's what <laughs> that's, that's going to so hard when I tell him that we're not publishing yet. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. But uh, that's the kind of stuff that that truly matters. So thank you all again for your time. Thank you for your attention. Hit us up on Facebook. That's at that's the Salumas podcast. Hit us up on Instagram at the Salumas podcast. Go to our website, www.thesalumas.com slash podcast to hear our episodes on there. Uh, you can check our merch, all that kind of stuff out there. I do want to give another shout out to, to Jenny, uh, who likes creating our uh, logos and all that kind of stuff. So shout out to her. Her account is uh, at Shop Jane Wolf. Uh, whoa, so whoa, whoa! You, she, I've known her since she was a tiny kid. Like me she's on the show. Oh, I didn't know that she was on your show. Me and her older brother used to play video games together forever. And so very I, white I, thing to say, Clue. Yeah, that's what we did. Yeah, we backyard wrestled at his house. <laughs> uh, my name was uh, my name was Afro Thunder. It was tight. <laughs> that's actually yeah. still his so name. When, when, only his wife called him that. Well, when I came out, when I came out into the He's ring, Carl Winslow something. <laughs> yeah, on PlayStation, I'm on Carl PlayStation. Winslow two seven zero. But like, whenever I came out, it was. Do you remember that one song by? Uh, uh, God, what's the name? It's that song. Flex. Time to have sex. Yeah, I came out to that song. That was my fucking jam. So I came out to that. Um, and so, yeah, we, we did a lot of backyard wrestling. Yeah, she's so, cool. She was on the show. She's a very nice person. Very talented. Um, and so uh, I, I, I don't look at too many other people's art and stuff like she that. She did. I've uh, always supported uh, Jenny. The logo for the dive. Oh, did she? Yeah. That's cool, man. That's cool. Um, so, yeah, guys, I appreciate everything kick ass this week enjoy yourselves uh and yeah that's gonna be it we are out peace